Hello, this is Steve Argyle, the sexiest artist alive. Also, I am a liar. And you are listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Brought to you across the universe by Good Games. Aether Revolt continues where Kaladesh left off with artifacts, flying monkeys, bonkers, bandars. Speaking of Stranger Things, they have more reactions to these new cards than Winona Ryder at the SAG Awards. FYI, if you're digging this podcast out of the post-apocalyptic rubble, we're pretty sure Donald started it. But this is Seven Man Hand. Oh boy. Hey, delightfully tanned, Aaron. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, and fresh back from Acapulco, it is Aaron Graham. Hello. A- Acapulco, Acapulco Aaron. Aaron. That's yeah. what they called me. <laughs> it is. How was, the, uh, how was the trip? It was nice. Yeah. Um, the Acapulco bit was a lie. Was cancelled. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I went to, uh, went to someone's house instead. Is that, is that what you were doing that what night? What was it doing? I think it was doing a fringe thing. Yeah, maybe. Everyone's doing fringe Everyone's things. Everyone's doing right? fringe things. And that's why we're a Kai down, because Kai. Oh. Is it a fringe world thing? Yeah. And that gets me concerned because we, we were talking about this, weren't we? We were saying, <laughs> yeah. it, what's on everyone else's fringes is kind of where Kai lives. Mm. So what's, oh, what's on Kai's fringe? Uh, we, uh, but, and we made the joke that he's just come back to... It's regular life. Yeah, he goes, oh. to a, he goes to a fringe show and someone talks about, like, you know... Kitchen utensils. Uh, and, like, yeah. airplane food and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> Classic oh, jokes. People eat, like, diced carrots? How dare you? Oh, oh it's God. quite... I don't, use carrots. This I don't Qantas, use carrots like making that. Making fun of Qantas's food. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> An Able. ankle. Ooh. I'm sure he's having a wild time at yeah. it. Actually, he, he messaged me earlier on and, and I uh, haven't fully read it. He might, it might be a message for the, for the podcast. <laughs> anyway, so what, what other things apart from this uh, excursion into the fringe world have you been up to? Well, I just had my first virtual reality oh, experience in front of the kids in front of the kids at david's house <laughs> yeah i tried uh the batman what's what's the game called it's just i think it's VR. just batman vr experience or yeah. something like that so it's, it's quite a new early tech demo on the ps4 as we've been said before it's the pong version of uh yeah. vr but It'll... but still like the 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 menu is you on the balcony <laughs> next to the bat signal yeah. looking down just the menu alone is enough to the menu get alone involved. Like, wow yeah. Ooh. In the same way that people were astounded by two little paddles hitting no. the ball back and forth and the number going up. I've, start, I've started to get to that point now where, um, so we, we did the Resident Evil, we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but as to try and calm myself down from playing Resident Evil, I downloaded this $14 game called Perfect. And the video for it is just this girl like running her hands through sand and looking around and going, wow, snowflakes. And I'm thinking after playing Resident <laughs> Evil, I thought, yeah, I need that game. Yeah, one of these. <clears throat> yeah, one, one of, of that them. game. But now I got I downloaded that and you know you you put it on and you just look around and go oh it's yeah, whatever I'm at the <laughs> <Yeah>. beach whatever <laughs> no longer impressed yeah. no, no but add Resident Evil back into it yes I played Resident Evil Seven mm-hmm. and then I was on this said beach it was nice and relaxing you know you pick up a stone and throw it into the water and behind you there's this jungle's beautiful you know it's a beach setting and there's this monkey in there it's like I'm going what the fuck is that. That's, it's coming to kill me. It's coming to kill me. I'm getting anxious. I'm getting anxious and playing perfect. Where's the girl oh. putting her hand through the sand? If, if I made a game called Perfect and it was about you sitting on the beach and throwing stones in the water, I'd definitely have a zombie monkey coming in. <laughs> yeah. <Just> like, <laughs> that is what the game needed. So, yeah. So we put you into Resident Evil. Yeah. It's, uh, so I had a friend that just got back from Europe and he said he went to a virtual reality like cafe. There. Yeah, that's right. You were telling you me you just don't open up. You right? pay a euro a minute or some ridiculous amount mm. of thing for a, um, one of the HTC 
uh, headsets just to just to go in and use it. But I didn't realize how accessible the the same quality stuff was. You can just have it. Yeah, at home. this is what you know. Remember when it was like. Uh, arcade games where you could start playing them at home and you're thinking I can't believe people the people are paying like a yeah. dollar just to play this and if you to get to the next level you could pay another dollar or stay there stay alive you put some more money in yeah. and like people and are spending it, it's the same thing all over again right? my, my dad for, like you know went to went to things and played you know, arcade uh, parlors arcade games. Arcade, I don't whatever know what they're called they're called um, they're arcades arcades yeah. <laughs> <laughs> arcade arcades no. I can't tell you how disappointed I was when I went to like you know a shopping arcade once and I was like oh shopping and an arcade oh it's just like a <laughs> row of shops oh, so disappointed <laughs> 10 years old yeah. weeping yeah. Um, when we had a he never would have bought us a PlayStation a yeah. PlayStation 1 and everyone else had a Dreamcast and an N64 and whatever. Mm. And we entered a competition and we won. And that's the only reason that <laughs> I had ever had a PlayStation when I was younger. And it was incredible to just be able to plug it into the TV and just, oh, I can <laughs> I can play this whenever I want because it's so different to playing on the computer. And, yeah. and I'm getting flashbacks to all of these times with this VR thing, I swear, because I'm thinking, this, I'm remember. trying to be mindful of this is just the, this is the crap version of VR that's yeah. coming out right now. But this now. is us talking about it and being astounded by it and being like a dollar yeah. a minute for Euro cafes. It's going to be the future of I'm gaming. Bit... I'm not one to say shit like that very often, <laughs> but it is honestly leaps and bounds ahead of where i expected it to be and it's just it's just it's just visual and sound at the moment imagine it's... when they start i mean how far away from just like gloves Smelts? that make you teach oh, something no no, no, that was, no that was me <laughs> that wasn't that, the, that wasn't from the Taste playstation probably last <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you have you have like this thing on your phone that you lick whilst you're it's like yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, but you know the glowing bits on the end of your PlayStation yes. controllers? They will just generate flavors. Oh, yeah. So they'll find the primary flavors, and then when when Batman has an ice cream or something, <laughs> you, you yeah. lick, oh, on top of it. And let all, all of the stories for all the games we're about, you go, oh, you just walk running down here in this car chase. I'll just stop off here, get an ice cream. <laughs> okay, yeah. Just to use the. <laughs> yeah, so you can use it. This is totally worth $20,000. Yeah. So we didn't we didn't get you to fully shit your pants, did we? In, in Resident Evil, you're pretty pretty hardened to that kind of stuff. Yeah, impressed. like um, but it's because you because you're so aware that a scare's coming, you can kind of steal yourself yeah. and go, "Oh, this is fine. I'm not scared. So I'm just going to jump out right now." Oh, something didn't. That's and in fine. my own defence, uh, as to why I was crapping myself so much, I did it by myself at home, mm. and also I stopped and looked at everything, yeah. and the suspense built over hours yeah, before the thing, the, the suspense. <laughs> Whereas, like, it's honestly even just having people in the room changes oh, yeah. it completely because I've you got can... little voices, little David in my head going, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, but it was properly like your heart yeah at one point i turned and my torch looked at the wall that was right next to me and i went oh, oh it's just the wall now i think i think if anyone hasn't tried it they should definitely do it because i think we wouldn't talk keep talking about something like this over and over again on multiple pod like in in, in the geek we can geek bits but I think for the last three pods, this is what um, brought it up every single time because mm. it still spins me out. It's yeah. just like, I just want to see what they're going to come out with next. Unfortunately, it's on the same level as Gwent then because we've oh, talked Gwent's about good. that the last three. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> VR you know, Gwent. I know, but Which will be the future of How gaming. mighty is Gwent still to this day? I, have, I haven't actually been playing the beta because <gasps> new Magic Online sets out. So. Yeah. Oh, you know, um, uh, shout out to Rachel who does all our graphics for us. Uh, she's playing um, Witcher Three at Witcher the moment, 3. Mm-hmm. and um, yeah, she Loving keeps it. she keeps getting lost in the uh, in the wider game. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get back to Gwent. Yeah. Apparently, she says she's cheated somehow and stolen all these cards off everyone. 
They I don't know interesting. how you do. Yeah, I don't know. I just buy them. Buy them off the merchants. Yeah, I'll play them and, and win them off them. Don't yeah, you? yeah. You do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, maybe she, that's what she means. Anyway, uh, you, you're a big Black Mirror fan. This Black is something Mirror, else yes. we've touched on before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been out for a while, so mm-hmm. if we drop a few spoilers here, it won't be too bad. Yeah. Uh, what would, if, if you finished the series a while ago, I just finished it in the last week or so. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I saw some... season one and two ages ago, which were the BBC Four ones. This yeah. last season Did you see the was Christmas a Netflix special? one. In there, the one with John Hamm? Oh, what happened in that, roughly? Um, it, they're in a cabin. In the middle of nowhere, yes. one of them's American and one of them's English, and then it's, yeah, God, that it's was a, a while very ago. Ex- it's I, I keep thinking about that episode because <laughs> there's so many layers to it. One yeah. of them is that one of their jobs is that they program uh, you you copy your consciousness into an AI, yeah. and it's you inside a little computer, and yeah. all it does is control the temperature of your house. <laughs> and, and the person is just training them, and because they're in a computer, they can just speed up time and make them break and make them do whatever yeah. you like. And I was just thinking, would I copy my consciousness to make all my, <laughs> yeah. you know, decisions so I don't have to think about them? And it's it's cruel because they're aware that they're alive. And but it's such an interesting thing because <laughs> yeah. it's you and you chose yeah, a oh, version very, of you. Very yeah. interesting. And that's the thing with Black Mirror. All of them are just like a sniff into the future, mm-hmm. isn't it? So it's just like a little bit beyond what you can grab now. But it's like kind of, but you can relate to the characters because yeah. they're not living lives too dissimilar mm-hmm. to our own. And then, it's always like a little bit further than you would expect to yeah. be in 10, 20 years or something. But it's it's not unlike what and it will be like. some very clever things. Like, you know, the, there's, there's one where the uh, it's, it's kind of a reflection on stories that you hear about, like in World War One, where soldiers would go and there'd just be people like you or I and they'd just shoot above the, the people's heads, right? Because they didn't want to kill anybody. Yeah, and just like, we just got to get through this. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of here, you know? And then, uh, was it you and I were talking about that? Where we we're talking, some military guy was commenting on this, and he goes, Yeah, well, we've cured that now. Like, it was something <laughs> yeah. that needed curing. Don't worry and about that. Just by training people and getting people to react to stuff really quick. Couldn't mm-hmm. have even been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But then there's a Black Mirror show that does this where they actually then have um, like, an implant that an imp- changes their. Yeah, own. like how they perceive the world around them. So mm-hmm. when they see somebody who is the enemy, they see them as like zombie people. But yeah. the thing is, the soldiers themselves don't even know that that's yep. not how they really are. So part of their training is well, the, the whole world is really prejudiced against these people, but everyone that's in the military. Yeah, um, they're like gypsy type of people say, yeah, like, like, but you know, yeah. from, from a specific ethnicity. Yeah, and they make every single person of that ethnicity look a, like a real threat, yeah, like or, snarling zombie kind of guys. But when you see it for real, how it really is, they're just people's going, no, 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 don't shoot me, don't shoot me. That was mind yeah. blowing to me as well. And um, but you could see how that would happen. You it's like it's not a million miles away yeah, because it, the, the whole military is constructed around them brainwashing you so that you can kill yeah. and then just go back to living your life. Yeah, and uh, it's not really that far off yeah <laughs> you know? uh, oh it's good fun though it's really trippy oh like, well, um, it's a great show yeah it's, but um, you, you said that uh, you and jess were watched watched a few and then it took you a bit to go go back in though is that right and, like, <laughs> go back in yeah. the first episode is the most <laughs> bold off. pilot for, uh, for a show that i've ever seen oh the, the very first the one very with the politician yeah with the, very with much. the prime minister yeah. and some and um, the things that he does yes um, holding it to ransom yeah oh my goodness that was I was like, oh, I've heard the show about technology is good. Jess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, the, not the strongest of sensibilities, we sat down and watched it and we we're like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on board. And Come she's like, I'm not sure I want to watch this anymore. And then the next day she's like, 
what do you think the next episode's like? And so we watched it and it wasn't as, no. as extreme. No, they're, they're all different. That's, that's a cool thing. Because I mean, there's some episodes I watch and I'm just like, nah, that was good. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, interesting. You know that the next great. one is going to be something mm-hmm. completely different. And oh, yeah. Usually there. Black Mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Good. Tune into that. Hey, look. Before you, if you've got any more Weekend Geek, uh, I know that everybody else is just waiting through all this faff because they just basically want a, a bicycle riding update because we found out recently uh, you never learned how to ride a bike. I never learned how to ride a bike. And this Christmas, and we're in what, February 2nd now, mm-hmm. this Christmas, you got your first bike. Yeah, I did. So and rode it. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually kind of funny. I, I went to my parents' house for No, Christmas. it is. It's hilarious is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a funny story baked oh, into okay, that one. Yeah. Um, I went to my parents' house, and this is even more silly, for Christmas Eve, and we were going to do our big gift exchange and stuff then, and I went to look for a pedestal fan so that we yeah. could... Um, so that stay we could cool. While, so stay cool. Yeah. And I went and looked at my... <laughs> and there was a bike upside down with its wheels in the air, and you go, oh, this pedestal fan's weird, and you spun <laughs> the wheels around. <laughs> Not dissimilar to that. I went to my, to my old bedroom, looked in there, yeah. And there's like a bike, and then my bed and stuff. And I was is like, your is no your bedroom at your mum and dad's place still made up like your your room? No, no, it's oh, got they, a bit, it's, I don't they've know. destroyed memories of you. Then it's, kind, it's not it like one of those weird a... American families where they go, oh, I still leave the, I keep the room just the way Aaron used to like it. I don't understand that. I feel like as soon as a kid moves out, you'd be like, oh, cool, we can use that room for actual stuff. Now. And that's what's happened at your mum's house. It was a music room, then it was an art room, and now it's like a guest bedroom. Yeah. Oh, okay. So sorry, I interrupted the suspense but of the story. Open open the door, and there's a bike there. Yeah. Apparently, I had a bow on it. And I was like, no pedestal fan in here. And just went, and, and then later they wheeled it out. And I was like, whoa, for me? Oh, I saw that earlier. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. really strange. And did you unbolt the train wheel straight away or did you um, um, leave them on? I left one on so so I could lean. <laughs> did you really? I, <laughs> I don't know. It still amazes me, like, you know, that you learned as an adult. So I asked just, like, did it, did it take a bit of practice? It, what some, are we talking about? Somehow, talking about an adult so I liken it to, to um, my, my friend who doesn't drive. Yeah. When you get your license past 25, they don't make you do your uh, your 25 hours practice on the road. Really? Yeah, they just let you... Oh, I'd, I'd rather Which, skip the anxiety and just wait the extra seven years. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so, so he could just, like, as soon as he passes test, he just has to do... So he does have to do 25 hours, but not... He doesn't have to wait a year oh, or whatever. I just have to have mum sit in the seat yeah, next exactly. to him. Or so I don't even know what the rules are these days. So... He gets to bypass that, and that's kind of what it felt like riding a bike for the first time. Pretty much as a twenty-five-year-old, I no was just like, wheels. "Oh, this isn't that." Yeah. Oh, I, I see. If I lean too much to this, I'll lean that so way. Did and your then... mum run after you, holding the back <laughs> of your seat? Yeah. No, we <laughs> pushed me down a small hill, yeah. a gradual hill. Yeah. It felt a little bit like my brain was developed enough that I could just get it. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't too hard, but I'm still a little, I'm still a little shaky. Yeah. Um. So when you, when you, like, even just like last year, you watch, you know, those videos where it's just like extreme sports and they're doing BMX flipping and like, all that kind of stuff. Oh, you must I don't be like, know how that... wow, those guys look got superpowers. <laughs> they can pedal and everything, and then there's all the spinning. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always like and they that. get to keep bounce. I oh, can't I even know. comprehend what life was like without riding. It. Yeah, so well, I'm watching someone. I went through ski the... or something. Well, not even that. Like maybe I don't know. And it's it seems such an intrinsically like human yeah. thing to have done when you were younger. And it's just I don't think I had a bike when I was younger, living in England. Wouldn't yeah. really have wanted to bike because I could just walk to school. So there's never a practical reason. But I grew up in England. We all had bikes. Were yeah, you in a city I mean, or something? Was... But I think my brother and sister both had bikes. I just maybe was 
I'm, lazy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be pleasant. I was doing better things. I was oh, doing yeah. better things. Like playing sure. magic. Like playing magic and Age of Ooh. Empires and stuff. Oh, yeah. Was I segue into the wrong thing? Is is it like like doing this thing you like, were doing last week? Uh, board games. I've been playing a lot of board games. Have oh, you? this is. I'm not. I'm going to ignore. I've been playing a lot of Rocket League and Overwatch. That's that, anyway. No. That's that's fine. I've been playing a lot of board games. I've been keeping track of my stats, all the stats of every board game that I play. Okay. Who I play this with, where I play. Incredibly nerdy it. of you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I was like, I wanted to take my board game hobby up to a new level. You did. You um, fully and, nerded it out. Did, uh, what, you got, got a, a spreadsheet or something? Uh, yeah. <sighs> so it's all available on Board Game Geek. You can go and look at my oh, profile really? if you want. Yeah. Oh, what's, you what's your see, profile name? Uh, Jim Bob, J H I M B O B. Oh, yeah. And oh, uh, yeah, you can see I've got it on my iPod. I got it on my iPad at home. Yeah. Uh, so statistics over the last um, yeah. thirty days. Yes. I've played. Oh, sorry, sixty days. I've played uh, twenty five. I've played Dominion twenty five times. I can believe that. Patchwork mm. seven times. Patchwork. Patchwork. And what is Lost this? Cities. Patchwork is one of the best two player games I've ever played. It's not one of those cottage garden ones it that the is, board games. It's oh, actually from the God. same designer. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually one of my favorite designers, but he puts the most banal of, uh, my of phone, skins. My on phone is actually flashing now with people with the board game podcasts. They're having a chat, and they're, you know, they're probably going to heckle us. Yeah, but, heckle yeah, us about it. But they'll be very happy to hear that you talk about patchwork. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, it's um. How do we, what happens? So it's two player only. Yeah, there's lots. You're trying to build the best and most fantastic quilt. Yeah, you can. this is the best the quilt. Art of patchwork. You start was. off with five buttons, and then you. Uh, take your turn by buying one of the next three um, patches uh, yeah. that are set up in a circle around the board. And they cost some amount of buttons and some amount of time. Mm. And there's only so many spaces on the board before you can't take any more moves. And so you have to balance both your currency and your time. And also when you buy a patch, you have to place it on your 9 by 9 grid <laughs> and Tetris-style kind of Read oh, they're what's going to be coming up. Square. No, they're not square. Ooh, so that's tricky um, patchworking. Yeah, there's like a, a Z and an S and a, and a oh. T. And really awkward shapes cost less buttons. So you're rewarded for oh, yeah. building like more complex, more designs. complex things. Right. And it's got such a weird mix of mechanics and it is about building a quilt. But it's really like me and Jessica really like <laughs> about it. It's just like... Fuck this game! Like anyway, I can't wrap my head around. It's just raging and shaking a fist at this uh, patchwork quilt building can, game. Can, this this is this is like gets me back to the VR thing. We've come full circle. Imagine now re- rewinding. I don't know, like a hundred years. People sitting around sewing things together, just going. Imagine in a hundred years' time, because they were old back then. Yeah. In a hundred years' time, people will just play these on like fanciful machines or yeah. games ooh, or something, ooh, ooh. and pretend, or perhaps a board game that would do a patchwork. <laughs> no one yeah. thought that ever, no. except for this guy who's designing all of these games now. Yeah, and he's just loving putting. What's whatever. his name? It's not Yui. Yui Rosenberg. It's Ro- yeah. Yui Rosenberg. Yeah, from the Cottage uh, series. Oh, yeah. Do some patchwork. Do some gardening. Feed your family. Yeah. It's a board game. Well, there's the, board game. In there'll this be uh, board game listeners uh, thoroughly excited to hear that we're talking about that. In fact, in fact, one of them, I think it's uh, oh, it's it's Danul. Uh, he's uh, mm. he he sent me an actually a soundbite on how to pronounce his name, and I haven't listened to it yet. Um, <laughs> he it's not Danul. I don't know. Maybe we, maybe I should find it whilst we're doing this. We should but play it. He um yeah, I'll see if I can find it as I'm telling this story. He uh, he wrote in. He's just he, he wrote a really nice nice uh, letter saying about. Uh, how he's enjoying the podcast, and he said, um, and he's, he said, oh, I'm into board games, all that sort of stuff. I've played Magic for years, and you know, it's just like it's just something I did when I was a kid. But you know what? 
I tuned into your magic podcast every now and again, and dot, 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 I could see how people that are into magic would be interested in that. It's <laughs> yeah. so really okay. crazy. Yeah, I thought it was crap, but... Um. <laughs> I could see if you were into magic, yeah. you might listen to some people talking talk about something about, about magic. somewhere in the realm of magic. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be incredibly hard. Have you got anything you can tell the listeners whilst I just try to find... Donald Sandbite. Um, the, my favorite board game, new board game that I've played in this yeah, since yeah, I've started tracking my stats is called Food Chain Magnate. And you are <laughs> right. an evil food, fast food corporation. Like no soup to, for you kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Super nuts. Trying to uh, advertise and sell as many um, burgers, pizza, soft drinks and stuff as you can to the people of this, of this little town. Yeah. And you do that by... Um, employ you start off as the only staff member of your corporate structure and then you have to hire um junior vice presidents people other ceos and stuff under you that are equally passionate about food trainers well about money oh about money Um, and then you have and then you employ like short order cooks and stuff and but every time you have to employ them you have to have them under you in your like hierarchy and you have to reset your management every time this is your favorite new game this is uh, it's amazing wow. it's amazing <laughs> and it, like all these games it's like they go out of their way to make the theme really abstract and weird yeah yeah but or this really is normal, really ordinary really like ordinary yeah. some of them seem to be make something really fantastic out of something really ordinary but all the mechanics of this game were really gripping to me and mm. it took us about three hours to play through and i loved it Loved it, loved it, loved it. Wow. I need to really recalibrate where my gaming uh, ratings coming because I really like, you know, awesome, awesome looking, uh, really, uh, yeah. you know, escapism, all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And that the more games that are coming out are all on themes that I just go, could do that in real, forget about that yeah. game. <laughs> I got a, I got a, a right. McDonald's. This might be, this might work. I haven't even played this soundbite before, so he might just say something really rude and terrible. But, or, or this is, let's say, it's D A N U L, Danul, Danul. 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 Like Gruul from uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Danul. Danul. That's our guesses. This is how he would say it. Oh. Danul. Oh, Danul. Danul. Oh, that's much more Australian than I was expecting. Danul. Sorted. All right. Danul. Thanks, Danul. Well, we covered that. I suppose we should uh, start talking some Aether Revolt. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh, let's do that. Hey, every month, Good Games are offering our listeners, that's you guys listening, uh, a special offer <laughs> and a chance to win the board game we review. This month, Blood Rage is our game of the month in February 2017. And while stocks last, Good Games are giving Seven Land Hand listeners 10% off Blood Rage. And by doing the following, all you have to do is say farewell to the farm because Vikings were actually farmers, and yeah. we learned in the podcast. And then they went and, you know, attacked Linda's farm and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and set sail for your nearest good games where you can announce this month's password. Have you seen my longboat? Ooh, sexy. And get 10% off Blood Rage. So this February, have you seen my longboat? <laughs> oh. No, sorry, no, I haven't. Uh, oh, sorry, yo, here's 10%. <laughs> no, so, yeah, 10%. <laughs> anyway, let's bust the booster. Here we are. This is the the meat and veg, the meat and potatoes, the actual the 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 oh, stuff, no, the oh, the, oh. Oh, the guts of the show, mate. Yeah. Um, this has been a segment I think with the most traction. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think overall because people people have been giving me feedback about the podcast. Oh, really? And, yeah. and coming in and whenever I say boosters or something, yeah. there's always someone nearby that actually goes, "Bust a booster!" Da, da, 
It's generally Chris, but I love it. <laughs> I love, I love it every second. Chris, I love you dearly. Yeah. Um, does he do the guitar as well, or does someone does, else? Yeah. <laughs> someone else jump in on the I'm guitar? Like, what? Oh, Dana. you're referencing the podcast. Yeah. He should. He should leave it. He should leave it hanging one day. He should go bust the booster, and maybe someone on the other side of the store will do the guitar. Yeah. Be, oh, that'd be. <laughs> golden moments um but yeah I, I think that it's a good way to just cover a lot of ground and talk magic in a, in a good yeah. sense without well, it's, going it's, too deep and like yeah it's it. grown it's grown this bit because now we're doing video buster boosters yeah like. I, I, again yeah so that's that's a good way for yeah. people to be involved i'm having too. a a nightmare of a time i updated my computer and oh, just you know it's trying to make videos with title screens and get them on there. Oh, and, yeah. Um, anyway. <clears throat> oh, that was Kai. <laughs> I, t- I, t- I turned that up so that we could hear Daniel. Daniel. So, we did check the rest of Daniel's uh, uh, email, by the way, and he did say that um, it would be the show would be quite amazing for Magic Enthusiasts. Yeah. So there, that's the gold stamp of approval from Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, da- no, Daniel. Oh, oh. Oh. Anyway, Buster Booster. Uh, here we go. That one's busted. Man, that was split straight in half, that packet, did it? Yeah, it's, just, it's been uh, warming up in my bag. I've got, I've, got, I've got to see what Kai, Kai said. Uh, Kai said, make sure you get a slow-mo of the spreading brown stain on his pants. That's in reference to a photo of you doing the VR. <laughs> All right. In, enough of David and Aaron read texts. <laughs> All right. I'll just cast away my servo counter and my forest, which I got. And we'll open up with, this is an Aether Revolt booster. And we'll start off with Decommission. Two and a planes for an instant, which is destroy target artifact or enchantment. And you can use it with a Revolt effect. And the Revolt effect is if uh, something loses turn, you gain three life. Decommission. Like, the fact that it's an instant means that you will be able to get the life more often. But like you said on the podcast where I wasn't here, you don't want to be jumping through hoops just to gain some life. It's not like the be-all and end-all of this card. You want the front end of it, which is destroy artifact or enchantment. And I could see main decking it, but there are actually... There's like a decent amount of artifacts, like the vehicles yeah. are the main thing that you want to destroy. And there's some troublesome enchantments, isn't there? Oh, like, there is. There's, um, I played a few enchantments. Rights and revoke privileges yeah. and malfunction, ice over, all these like enchantment-based creature removal spells. Definitely stronger in this set. This is going to be a, Actually, such a yeah. dead card in like half a set. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah. other side of Armand Cat, do you think there's... Well, and maybe we'll talk about this later Ooh. on, but is there uh, artifacts and vehicles stuff going to stay on? Very unlikely. Yeah, Very I thought unlikely. so. They've hit it hard in Kaladesh and Aether Revolt, and I yeah. really doubt that they'll do it again yeah mm-hmm. okay so that's a decommission and we have aether chaser one and a mountain for a two one creature human artificer with first strike when aether chaser enters the battlefield get two energy uh, when he attacks you may pay two energy if you do create a one one color servo artifact creature token good it's red is aggressive as normal and a two mana uh two power first strike creature is like, gonna yeah. get through a lot of stuff doesn't get blocked by servos it would have to be blocked by three servos for you to even be able to yeah uh, kill it uh, but it, it gets shut down by two threes and whatever but then you've already got your servo out of it and then it's a good blocker first strike's a good blocking uh, yeah well. yeah uh so that would be the later game because this is a really early game kind of, you really want to be hitting this yeah it's on not, turn two three it's i would prefer this to like a two two vanilla obviously yeah. because it's, it's got the first strike and then if you ever curve out with this and then a servo and then you have a it's just very 
as it's far just as an two aggressive drops go. filler in that yeah. part of the curve, isn't but, it? But even then, it's not the worst on the defensive because it can block three twos and, yeah. and and survive. So it de incentivizes them from attacking with a bunch of their creatures. So it's not even that bad when you're on the defensive early game. Yeah, late game, it's going to be like dead a lot of the time. But so are most of your two drops. Yeah, anyway. sure. This is this is quite good. <clears throat> Better than a two two. Like the first strike's important because this can yeah. mop up servos mm-hmm. if they're swinging them with a bunch of them. Yep. Uh, okay. Leave in the dust. Three and an island for an instant. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand and draw a card. Now, this is this is interesting. When I first looked at this, I was not that impressed by it. Yeah, it seems expensive. It seems ex- too expensive for what it is because, you know, I've paid one mana for return creature to its yeah. owner's hand before. The, just the fact that you can disrupt plans... Uh, temporarily but then draw the card to replace this as well means Mm. that you can get really quite far ahead for not too much of an investment like for four mana they crew up their three cost vehicle no they play a creature pre-combat so that they can crew their vehicle yeah and then you've hit your fourth land drop and so you bounce the vehicle back to their hand yeah you've you've denied them their the mana for, because they have to play the vehicle again. You've denied them an attack. You've drawn a card. You've made them your tap their creature turn. to crew. So exactly. he's out of action so, as well. So you're putting yourself in a really good position. There's lots of situations in this draft format so far where leaving the dust is just like a huge, yeah. huge block because you get into these racing situations. You trade four damage, trade four damage, trade four damage. If someone has a leaving the dust and the other one doesn't, they're going to win every mm. race. Uh, that's it, not a Daredevil jokester. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It is it, at four, though. I mean, we were saying the first instinct, instinct is that it costs a lot. So that also means it's going to be coming in only later in the mm-hmm. game as yeah. well. But you're, so, you're happy with this effect later because it replaces, again, it, you draw the card so you, yep. you can replace itself. And the later yeah. the game goes, the more woofy, woofy their cards yeah, are going to yeah, be. Yeah, so right. they, they play some seven drop creature. And he bounces yeah. to the hand. They've got to waste their whole turn doing it again. What's the end of the battlefield? There's a lot of you know the the big woofy cards have a lot of end of the battlefield effect. What's the you know off the top of your head like what is is there a lot of cards with end of battlefield um, effects? Actually, the, the wary mythic, of the mythic cycle in each of the colors. Yeah, it doesn't ha- don't have very strong end of the battlefield effects. So the the white one is exquisite archangel. Yeah. So when you lose the game, it's that you yeah, don't in exile. It's the black one you got to worry matter. about, though. Isn't but it? the it's black one, even um, at the at the beginning of your end step, your opponent draws uh, discards a card. Yeah. And it's got improvise, so you can cast it a little earlier, and then you can pay mana and sacrifice an artifact to give something neg two, neg two. None of these things are like yeah. direct enters the battlefield. Things. And it was so going at the end of your end step, they were going to get that anyway. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so if you have the four mana up, you just do it before the, the trigger yeah. happens and you bounce it back to the hand. They've wasted six, seven mana. Okay. So leaving the dust, not as bad it's as it's not as bad as it looks. I'm still not ever but first picking it. This is, this is another one that sort of fits in with the rest of them, actually. Just natural obsolescence. It's the green yeah. uh, one, one in a forest for an instant, put target artifact on the bottom of its owner's library. Sort of the same sort of effect as uh, decommission, but in I green. like decommission better, again, <clears> because like you said, said the prison enchantments that shut a creature down yeah um, as opposed to obsolescence where i've i've had this main deck a couple of times and i've just had to target a servo because <laughs> they don't have anything else in place so i'm just they double block and i'm like oh put that servo on the bottom yeah. it's, <laughs> just make it's it not the worst but i'd rather main deck something like decommission whereas natural obsolescence do you do that? Sorry, but do you do that with if you've got natural obsolescence, you've got two mana you haven't used? Would you prefer to spend that mana that turn doing something like that to a servo, or do you 
keep hold of the nat- like so I'm always in that state where I, I go, do I want to keep hold of this just in case they do some sort of bomby uh, uh, artifact yeah, card so comes out later on? It's dependent on on tempo. So yeah. so this is a, this is an interesting thing that I've been I've been trying to think about like what it is about draft that I really appreciate, and it's this. Ch- uh, changing gears mm. so you start off very aggressively and you have premium removal spells in your hand and they play a 2-2 and yeah. it kind of interrupts your attacking a little bit i'm just gonna burn that with a yeah. premium removal spell because it puts them under the pump and it requires them to come up with answers for your but you're saying of- that's because the format of of draft in where we are now in, in, in Aether, at Aether Revolt yeah. is just that is racing. You, yeah, you're, it's, you're it's racy. So, so <clears throat> it's not racy. It's racing. Oh, it's, racy um, too. <laughs> it's, it's also racing. Yeah, we'll get back to uh, Chandra's um, cleavage in the. <laughs> what, goodness me, what happened it's there? Unnecessarily, when <laughs> I unfolded that six foot play mat, I was just like, ah, yeah, unnecessary uh, boobs. <laughs> oh. uh, the the tempo in in draft. In, in this format in particular, there are definitely formats in the past where Khans of Tarkir, uh, right. fate, fate Reforged. You hold on to your premium removal. Hold on removal, to your premium yeah. removal because they're going to play some insane thing that you cannot win the game if it stays there. Whereas yeah. like someone played Herald of Anguish against me the other day and I was just like, oh, attack around it. And they're like, block, take four. I attack around it again, block, take four. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, cool. Herald of Anguish couldn't even attack. You know? Yeah. So it feels like you can win by pushing that damage through early. And so uh, cards like Natural Obsolescence, I might burn a servo if if I've got a whole bunch of two ones yeah. that it's going to really interrupt. But there's always going to be vehicles. There's got, quite often there's going to be vehicles gonna, around that you can yeah. get. So. That's, that's the thing. So if they're blue, they're quite likely to have a good decommission target because in replacement of big creatures that play vehicles. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be some decks where you don't really have great targets for... Sorry, so decommission is also good against enchantments. Mm-hmm. Natural Obsolescence has less targets, and so I'm, I've been starting it in the sideboard because if they have a few potent vehicles you need to get rid of, then yeah. that's the best way to deal with it. Okay, here we go with the Resourceful Return. One and a Swamp for a Sorcery. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. If you control an artifact, draw a card. This, here's a card that seems like it's uh, an Eldritch Moon too late. <laughs> so yeah. no, it's like Liliana's. Graveyard interaction? Yeah. It's... What are we doing with those sort of cards? Uh, I've, I've played this a couple times, and it's... Because it's, sometimes it's one and a black. Draw yeah. the best creature... One of the best creatures in your deck and draw a card. But that requires it to be late, dead. late in the game. You need to have an artifact out. All of these hoops that you need to jump through yeah. to make two mana draw two cards, which is amazing but only past 10-7 when your big bombers <laughs> died. So I'm bringing this in, in the si- out of the sideboard. Can you mill yourself? There's not really great ways yeah. to mill yourself. I know it feels um, like, that's what I was meaning by, it's like an Eldritch Moon away. It yeah, feels like it, it's it, like a, a set of go. Exactly. Would, so might have in Eldritch more use Moon, you'd main deck this because you mill yourself a bunch, get your best bomb, you draw the best bomb out of your graveyard. Yeah. In this format, I want, it, I want to bring it in against people who have a lot of creature kill. And I go... Big yeah, creature, okay. they kill it. Big creature, they kill it. Bomb, they kill it. And then yeah. you get a resourceful return. I've got this prophetic prism in play. Draw two cards, and they run out of resources eventually. Yeah. Um, but and that's the other don't... side of that use up all of your burn spell sort yeah. of thing earlier. Yeah. Okay, so we're not getting a lot of use out of that. Here's a card, uh, the functional reprint, is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. Uh, of negate, one and an island for an instant. That's just a reprint. It's just a reprint. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> counter target non-creature spell. And that's 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 a two cost, you know. Just bounce mm-hmm. it back to the hand. Uh, again, s- sideboard not, material. Yeah. You'll play some people that have 
silly pump spells and 18 creatures in their deck if you don't have a target because <laughs> it's just rotting in your hand. Uh, bring it out of the sideboard against mad vehicles, planeswalkers, big removal spells that kill lots of your stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hit, now, here this this card I find interesting, Renegade Map. It's a one colorless for an artifact. Renegade Map enters the battlefield tapped. And then you can tap it and sacrifice it to search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. It seems like a, a super slow evolving wilds. Is that it's kind of very, what it, it, yeah? That's exactly what it yeah? is. It's, <clears throat> but can help you with improvise. It helps you with improvise and it helps you um, with a revolt trigger whenever you want. Yeah, of course. So this, it, yeah. Is, this is why I'm really loving draft at the moment because you look at every single, well... Maybe not this pack, but, but yeah, most packs... This is pretty bad so far, right? Most packs, because this is a bunch of sideboard cards. Yeah. Good, good sideboard cards. You look at something like Aether Chaser, and mm. it's a 2-1 first strike. You'd be happy with that yeah, in most yeah. old draft formats. Absolutely. You get energy, so you can use it with your other energy cards. Yeah. And then when it attacks, you can pay the energy to make an artifact, which you can then use to trigger Revolt by chump blocking. You can use it to improvise stuff yeah. out. So this card does three or four different things in a common... Yeah. And Renegade Map, again, does three things for a one-mana common... Stupid artifact. Stupid-looking artifact. Yeah. I wouldn't play it in half, Anything 90% <laughs> of the draft formats, but uh, it comes down on turn one, replaces a land in your deck pretty much because it's just like an Evolving Wilds. Mm. Uh, if you have enough lands in your hand and you play it, it's just Revolt whenever you want. And you can tap it to improvise out your big improvised spells. It's just this as a common does, doing three or four different things. It's this subtle design that everything yeah. kind of... It's quite good, isn't it? So you can see cool. the design yeah. of the game coming through there. I love there. it. Um, but are we, I think we're going to need support groups once, this, uh, once these two sets are finished just to get back together so we can pull our arms around each other and go, no, we're back to... Yeah, artifacts are shit again. We don't have to worry <laughs> yeah. about them anymore. Because we never... Enchantment removal. Ooh. Never looked at an artifact yeah. in my life. It was always like, oh, no. Nah, yeah, a bit of equipment. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I can imagine you putting on those goggles or that gauntlet and that being... But pff, never going to use it. Yeah. yeah it's and, like, but now all of a sudden... But you look at a, a crappy draft set from the past few years, like Battle, Battle for Zendikar was not great. Right. And it had all these mechanics, like every Eldrazi was devoid. Oh, and no, there was like no, two no. cards in the set that cared about stuff being devoid so you had to learn devoid oh this is yeah. colorless destroy a black creature oh it's not black it's devoid oh what did you learn all that crap for it hurt Nothing. me so hard trying to look I, so i just didn't engage it's with that not, set it was, it was bad difficult. it was a bad draft set whereas this is oh, I've been rewarding it's meaty it's like yeah and it's not a thing you know that whole indian uh invention f- inventors fair marketplace thing mm-hmm. all these things i'm not that excited about but I've loved this. Yeah. This is a really a great set. Mm. Destructive tampering. Two and a mountain for a sorcery. Choose one. It's like your mum's grid in this card, dear. Choose one. Choose one of these things. You can't have an ice cream and some trifle. <laughs> the hell's eating trifle? I want an ice cream trifle. Yeah, come on. No, choose one. Destroy target artifact. There's that again. Well, this deck hates artifacts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, this, this pack, pack hates, just hates artifacts. Yeah. Choose a t- destroy target artifact or creatures without flying can't block this turn. Creatures without flying. Okay, yeah. So uh, this is a really interesting card. So no, <laughs> this is a dumb card, surely, right? It's uh, 
It seems for it three, seems bad. It seems bad. Well, okay. look, we've just had just before you you know prove me wrong. We've had cards already out. Oh, I suppose decommission costs you three, mm-hmm. and that's destroy artifact or enchantment, mm-hmm. and then you get oh, okay, no, okay, yeah, keep going. <laughs> you're, you're paying too much for either side of this, yeah. and so you'd never ever play two and a red destroy target artifact sorcery, and you'd never play two and a red creatures without fine can block. Yeah, because these other ones are instant as well. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all instant, so they give you a chance to mess with with combat or, or, yeah. or whatever. So <laughs> destructive tampering is kind of like two crappy cards pasted together. At and twice suddenly the price. it's like, all right. <laughs> really? So I've actually played this quite a bit because split cards give you a lot of options. And I, and I like my draft decks to be able to, yeah, sure. to cater to whatever. So I'm ahead on board, got some creatures and stuff, but they're finally stabilized with a thing. If I can pay two and a red and make them not block and kill them... That's that's awesome. Yeah. If I'm behind, getting beat yeah. down by this, yeah, so yeah. these are both situations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I'm behind and getting beat down by Renegade Freighter or the new Untethered Express or something, yeah. Suddenly, my thing that is only good when I'm ahead can also help catch me back up by destroying, destroying. one of their their artifacts. It's not great either side of it, and each time <laughs> I put it in my deck, I'm like, I'm just trying this, trying yeah. it out. It's been all right for me so far. You can win games with this you would not ever Have win you ever drawn it into your hand and thought, yeah, we go. We got destructive I've tried a servo with this yeah. to stop it Take crewing, that. Uh, <laughs> crew one vehicle. Yeah. I was like, aha. Yeah. Um, no, I should have just destroyed the vehicle. I destroyed the servo for some other reason. Yeah. Yeah. Still, yeah, we've, we've destroyed servo. We destroy servo tokens now all the time because there's too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a card that you won't ever play either. Uh, prize fighter construct. <laughs> it's five colorless. Yeah, so you play Ooh, this. You can play I this in any deck. I wonder how big its stats are. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing on the card oh. except artifact creature construct and a ton of. This is never going to make flavor it to flavor text. text because you can see it's <laughs> a paragraph. Scrap card over my hand. But wait for it. It's a six-two. So oh. um, you're a aether chaser there. Your first strike two-one. <laughs> For two mana, is better. Than, well, it's yeah. not better, but it's just it's going to take this guy down. What's he fighting against if he's winning the prizes? He's a prize fighter construct. I know he's got. He can't even beat this guy. This guy's got a yeah. He can't beat two servos in a fight. <laughs> he can't. He's he's like a, he's all iron and brass and all that sort of stuff. But glass jaw check. <laughs> hey, you know what though, Aaron? You could tap him <laughs> and use him crew... improvise. No improvise. Oh, no. <laughs> improvise five. This is one of the only creatures that can crew the consulate dreadnought by itself. Oh is that yeah. the joke? On hey. turn five, finally. Yeah, Price Fighter Pilot, it God. should have been called. Yeah. That's no good, is it? It's terrible. You should never play that. Very, very good. You're bad. spending five mana together. Gets killed together. by Shark, which is one of the better <laughs> commons in the format. Gets killed by um, Cruel yeah. Finality. You could be doing a lot more with your five mana. Oh, Even, do it, anything else. Play two Ether Chasers and have some change. Yeah. <laughs> got a mana left over. Although. On a Renegade map. So far, this pack upsetting us, right? Yeah. How about an Aether Poisoner for one in a swamp for a 1-1 one, one with Death Touch? When Aether Poisoner enters the battlefield, you get two energy. When Aether Poisoner attacks, you may pay two energy and create your colorless servo artifact creature. That's, that's good. That's, that's good. better, right? It's great, yeah. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to kill pretty much every creature in the format just by itself, so it requires an answer or requires them to tr- trade something. Not There's Aether a bit Chaser. Of, not Aether Chaser, which is apparently looking, the premier card in this so terrible pack, really. Um, <laughs> Aether Poison is up there as well, but it's a very different deck. It's def- defensive. It's not a good uh, attacking, even though you probably want to get one attack in to make that servo. Uh, I'm loving this in blue-black improvise and yeah. white-black improvise because 
comes down, protects you against their random large green creatures, rhinos and such. Yeah. And the first time you attack with it, they never want to trade off. So you get another server which you can use to improvise out or chump block while you kill them with your flyers or whatever. Um, I, I like it. It does does all sorts of things. That's why Again, you, you've, you haven't always been happy with Death Touch, have you? No. Because in some I, formats, it sucks. I kind of really it like it because yeah. because of that. Yeah, you just have it hanging back as a blocker and it just I, I hate having that. I think I've got like a little bit of a rule in my head where it's just like just attack into just it. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. Take one of my guys and then we don't have to have this mental anguish every single yeah. time I'm thinking about attacking. Um, Is that the right way to go about it? The, yes. Okay, yes, I haven't got is. removal. So I was playing Zoe in the final at Friday Night Magic. Oh, if draft. you don't mind. If yeah. you don't mind. Who won? Uh, I did. Yeah, well done. Um, because that, she had she was a little bit tentative yeah. attacking into a death touch creature. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like, horrible. If you're not attacking your 2-3 into it now, you're attacking your 5-5 five, five into yeah. it later, and I'm really <laughs> happy about that. Yeah. Just get rid of it and make me choose whether I'm blocking that or I'm blocking the 5-5, five, five, right? Yeah. And usually I just trade it off, but it just let me get set up behind my wall of death yeah. touch uh, things and improvise <laughs> out 6-6s six and stuff. So, yeah, that's... Um, yeah. It, it's it's kind of like planeswalkers like knowing how to play against planeswalkers you've got to know how to play around death touch stuff and know yeah, when to value you can just trade. ignore a planeswalker because yeah. it's miles away off doing yep. anything fatal and, and you kill can them. just kill them yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> don't panic all right that was uh this is our first uncommon so i don't think we've got a foil uh hidden herbalists oh there is there's more than one person in the picture i thought ah, i got you there wizards <laughs> well the second one's hidden Oh, <laughs> genius. She should be one herbalist in the picture. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. She's actually the standing there in the shadows. Right? So, yeah, wow. <laughs> okay. Well well done, Bastion L. Deham. That's, Ooh, the, that's the artist. New one. Yeah. Uh, one in the forest for an uncommon 2-2 creature, human druid. Uh, you can get a revolt uh, effect from this. When hidden herbalists enter the battlefield, if a permanent you control left this, the battlefield this turn, add Two forest to your mana pool. Oh, this card's not very good. Where's it? I was expecting it to go somewhere where it's like get another herbalist. Get yeah, yeah, get a herbalist token because whoa, that'll there be, he is, just came out of the shadows. That would be really cool. Yeah. This is like you got to jump through a whole bunch of hoops. This is just how I just to get two mana. It many, pays for itself. How many hoops do I have to jump through <laughs> to make this card good? It does pay for itself if a thing left the battlefield this turn. So it's not even like. Yeah, particularly great at doing the things it does. If it made four mana, whoa! On turn one, you play Renegade Map. Turn two, you sacrifice it. Play the land that you get off it. Play Hidden Herbalist. Bam! Four drop as well. Wow! Exciting stuff that to is. be done. But, I feel in front. But this is just like, oh, I get the two mana back that I spent on this crappy tutu, and that you had to work to something had to die. And you're gonna, and also you're gonna. So if you've got a one-one, uh, you know, I'm always on the search for that 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 you know one cost one-one. That's mm. just oh, this is a must-play. Well, <laughs> this is gonna be a segment in a forthcoming <laughs> yeah. podcast at some stage. Yeah. So you've got that card. Oh, you've lost him straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm gonna drop my hidden herbalist. You're going to get your two mana back for it. That would mean you'd have to have another two drop in your hand ready to go. Yeah. If you don't, you kind of don't feel like playing Hidden Herbalist. You go, well, I'm just going to get two mana and I can't use it. So mm. instead of playing my two drop now, well, I just hold on to it and don't play anything yeah. and just waste the two mana. You get, you feel like you're going to be wasting two mana somewhere or, or just play uh, a Traveling Philosopher. It, exactly. So I, I think that if you really need a two drop... You just play this. And if you get the revolt trigger and you cast another spell in the same turn, 
Happy days. Sure. So it's filler. It's filler. It's, filler. it's real filler. Oh, I don't think I've seen. Oh, no, I have because I was trying to work out where her legs had gone in the picture. <laughs> well, some of these are things so, that I worry about. Quiz. Where have her legs gone? Oh, what card is it? <laughs> Can you guess? It's a black card. Oh, um, Sly Requisitioner. It's Sly Requisitioner. Yes! Nice. <laughs> four and a swamp for a... Ooh, four and a swamp for a 2-2 two -two at Uncommon. Boo. She's creature, human artificer. Gets the, you know, the goggles on mm. for free. Uh, improvise. Ah, improvise. Mm. Get her for cheaper. Yep. Oh, there's more, some more. Whenever a non-token artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, create a 1-1 one -one color server. Oh, come on. Is yeah. that it? Again, hoops. You go no. jump through. You like, oh, improvise it out really early. Usually with servos, work really hard to get a two a mana two two, two, two if you can. So and you can't you do can, it. So that you can go off by sacrificing a yeah. bunch of your good artifacts to make servos come into play. But only one. One. Create a. So, oh, that's terrible. So you have isn't to have it? some way for your non-token artifacts to die. You have to have like it's just bad. The yeah. first time I saw this, I played it because I was like, oh yeah. Really? Because I was like, oh, if they destroy my artifact, I get a one. But as soon as I played it, I was like, oh, this is trash. This yeah. is trash. Because you never, even once you, because if you just get it onto the get battlefield, mm -hmm. you've got a 2 2 there. Yep. And maybe you get the servo, right? Maybe. Uh, that means you've got, you put 3 3 total yeah. onto the deck. I don't really. know how many servers you have to so. get out of this before you're really happy. Whenever and a non-token artifact you control is put... Oh, so for this can sit on the battlefield, and if a non anything, any time yeah. one dies, mm -hmm. you get one. Yeah. Oh, I can see. So that's a little bit better than what so, I'd imagine. So you need to build a deck that's full of non-token artifacts that you want to go to the graveyard, and you have a good way of sacrificing Just that you can them get. so you can get a 1-1. One -one. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yay! It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's not worth it. And the improvise is just not enough of a payoff. Yeah. To get a 2-2. Two -two. If it was a 3-3... Three -three, Nearly as much work as, like, trying to figure out where her legs had gone. It's it's her left leg just swung back and out of view. It's fine. It's fine. She's just draped over the frame of, yeah. the, of the card. She's very, very hippie. All right. Is, uh, yeah, is not this, good. Is, that, is this our second uncommon? Or That's the second one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, ooh, no, we don't, have, we don't have a, we don't have no a foil. foil. Okay. Our third and final uncommon is passive. Pacification Array. Pacification yep. Array. Pacification Array. Hooray! A pacification Array to Ooh, you, sir. This is that dude that got electrocuted when in Yahini's oh, story. Oh, yeah, that the dwarf, didn't, dwarf man. Yeah, after he transformed from the the um, the chef into this guy. It's because the pictures never align with the story. Pacification Array is one colorless for an uncommon artifact. Pay two more. Tap it. Tap target artifact or creature. This card is amazing. <laughs> it's really, really good. Is it? Really, really oh, man, good. Two tap. Okay. So, so you know that. Um, tap target. You know how I was saying the format seems a little race esque. I don't yeah. want to say racy. Right. Um, it's racist, is what it it's is. It's racist. Yeah. It's racist. <laughs> you play this on turn one. Yeah. You improvise out some whatevers. Yeah. Blue, black, and red have improvise. Um, <laughs> yeah. You you improvise some stuff out. You ignore it for a little while. As soon as they try and set up behind a defensive thing, you just start tapping down their best creature every turn. Right. Or you pass a turn, tap one at the end of their turn, tap one in your turn, suddenly their whole team's tapped down. Hang on. What do you, you So so it, in, in their turn, you yeah. have two mana and this untapped. Yeah. And they go, it's your turn. And you go, I'm going to tap one of you guys. Okay. And then it goes to your turn and you untap. Okay. You can tap down another Another one. Oh, another right. Thing. Genius. So, That's sneaky MTG moves right there. So Pro every tips. other turn... 
you can tap down two of their things. Yeah, right. And so this helps you in both aggressive decks because you tap down their best blocker and then they're like, oh, I've got to make bad blocks and stuff now. Mm. It helps you improvise out the spells. And then if you're defensive, you can... It's this is like a removal well, spell that you can... Yeah, a yeah. late game, you don't want anything other than this. Because yeah. they play a bigger creature than the one they have in the body. Tap that instead. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a removal spell that you can keep pointing at new different things. Yeah, um, and it you, doesn't trigger it like revolt stuff for them either because it it's still sitting Because there. it's not killing things. Okay, yeah. So it kind of does a lot of different things that you want it to do while just tapping down their best creature every turn you have two mana available. Yeah, and if they don't have anything, you can use it to improvise your way into mm. your own cards. Yep. And, well, okay. Yeah. I'm loving this. Loving yeah. this card. Wow. So far. All right. So is, is that winning the winning the? It's, uh, yeah, because it's colorless as well. Oh, yes, yeah. of course. So it goes into all sorts of different decks. Okay. So we have a rare. Uh-huh. Um, it's a red rare. It's a Quicksmith Rebel. Oh. Three in a mountain for three three two rare creature human artificer. When Quicksmith Rebel enters the battlefield, target artifact you control gains tap. This artifact deals two damage to target creature or player for as long as you control Quicksmith Rebel. Ooh. This card. Oh, went, that's on just target artifact. Yeah, Hello, pointless servo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Quicksmith Rebel's like injecting fire into any artifact yeah. that he can see on the battlefield. And then you can tap it immediately as soon as he comes in. Uh, well, provided the artifact's been under your control since the start yeah, of the yeah. turn. Yeah. Um, Tap your pacification array. Now you can either tap down the creature or just hit them for two, kill all of their X2 creatures, yeah. um, put it on a servo. Yeah, you, know, you like want something pretty pointless that you just want to have hide yeah. in the background. Does this, is this sort of card that you end up not swinging into attack with and let, leaving? Just leave it back. You yeah, just leave want it back. To, you just want the two damage on the artifact forever. You will just win the game with this. Yeah. You mop up their small creatures so they can't chump block. You start hitting them in the face if, if neither of you are really attacking. And then in a pinch, yeah, it's a 3-2 body that can yeah, do, do something. The fact that this can just win the game by itself and it's a win condition kind of all of it, all on its own, it's just like every time I play an aggressive deck and someone plays this against me, they can kill every single thing I have yeah. on the board. Because it's target creature or, creature or player. Creature or player. So yeah. they shoot all your creatures. Combat is horrendous for you. Attack with a 5-5, five, five, oh, block yeah. with a 3-3 three, three and shoot it with the yeah. artifact. Ooh. So I haven't got my head around that. It's like one of the, a straightforward move. It's just like what we talked about it in the uh, Aether Revolt two uh, video booster buster mm-hmm. buster booster, which we're still I'm still getting together because yep. of computer problems. Oh, um, the cruel finality trick. Yeah, yeah, yep. like just mm-hmm. like yeah, you swing in, they declare blockers, you burn them for two, and then you clean them up with something that yeah, you know, and like your it, creature stays alive. Yeah, and your ho- creature stays alive. Yeah, this is doing that every single time, right? Yeah. Um, so it's very very fragile. It's a it's a yeah. three two for four mana, which is not great stats. So. They draw one, they just kill it as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Burn it straight away. So who burns who? Yeah, um, it's yeah, shock kills it. Great uh, city, cruel finality something. kills it. Yeah, all of the common removal spells for most of the format will be able to shut this or its artifact down, which is the the downside that is required because this card is so powerful. Yeah, it's, it's very 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 strong, and this pack is. Is not very good. It got stronger towards the end, though, didn't it? Like it did, pacification yeah. array, Quicksmith rebel, and but I would take Aether Chaser next. Yeah. The, the rest of the uncommons were not. It was, wasn't it? Great. It was very much. Slight a- requisition is rubbish as well. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible. I mean, you, I suppose you'd be mindful that no matter what happens in this draft with this pack, there's going to be a lot of artifact removal sitting around the table. Yep, so, yep. Uh, yeah, I guess if you end up going artifact heavy, mm-hmm. be prepared to get burnt by everyone that you play against. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of artifact removal in this draft, it would appear. Yeah. 
All right. That was... Uh, yeah, keep an eye out for our video Buster Boosters. We'll try to do them a little bit more often. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, Buster Booster. All right. Welcome back. This is a, a Aether Revolt set discussion. Sort discussion. of... Discussion? Well, yeah, sort of like proper because you're here because mm-hmm. Kai and I did it last time, uh, which was, you know, something occurred there. And you left us an envelope. I so did this leave is it. A bit a of a reflection envelope. on... Uh, the last magic one, I think that was for episode 84. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you, you gave us some cards. Some were good. Most of them were good. Yeah. Some of them were crap. And we had to brown trouser our way through <laughs> yeah. making but some decisions. Overall, you did very well. Um, S- seven out of ten? Seven. Six like, and a half. As in how many Solid cards six. you got? No. No, <laughs> no, like, no, no. Your analysis is like, is like a nine. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Kai's is like a... Two. Two, it's like a one. It's like a six, good, was it? six or seven, six point oh, five. Because, take that, Kai. Because strictly because Kai was looking at a lot of them from a constructed standpoint. Yes, and also I've talked to you a, a crapload on this podcast as well. Yeah, exactly. And so Kai's been at it a lot less time than us. And so some of the ideas that he has about why a card is good or why it's bad, I would never think about it in in that kind yeah. of sphere. Yeah, so it's the context of the of the the, the, the um, format that you're playing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so. If if you haven't played a lot of draft and you read something like Caught in the Brights, which is one of the cards that was on the yeah. list, it's probably the best white common in the set. Yeah, I think I, I referred to Caught in the Brights as a, a two and a planes for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature, enchanted creature can't attack or block. When a vehicle you control attacks, exile an enchanted creature. Mm-hmm. I, I think I referred to it as like a, a slow motion removal, but yeah. it's not even that much, is it? It's like because the initial effect is quite... Exactly, and so Kai was a little caught up on the how often, like he he did the the correct analysis, which yeah. is how many hoops do you have to jump through to make this work? Yeah, it's like if my end goal is to exile the creature, I have, to have a vehicle, I yeah. got a crew, I've got to have a creature like that they want to do. What you're actually doing with this card is the exiling. It's just flavor, yeah, gravy. Yeah, you, you know, like it's great if, flavor, isn't it? It's like it's so, the creature gets caught so in the lights, and, goes, and then you Ooh. nail it with you, run over it with your creature, yeah, yeah. with your. And I love that because um, because it's good it's good analysis for the card if that's your end goal. But yeah. in draft, removing a creature pretty much from the game by saying it can't attack or block because you wouldn't really put it on something. Gets back really to what you were saying before in Buster Booster, where it's uh, the tempo thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? You're slowing them down yeah. in, in some sort of way. Yeah, and yeah. this is three mana. It's a little pricey for something can't attack or block, but mm. that's the price you pay in draft. If you have something like Gifted Aetherborn, which is just gonna Attack, gain them a bunch of life, or death touch any of your creatures to death, and you put caught in the brights on it. They, yeah, it's, <laughs> there's nothing they can ever do with that card now. Yeah, you they can't can, even tap it to get an you effect. Can't tap it to do something. I suppose it's that. So when you're evaluating a card, you've got to be uh, mindful about what you want from it. It's mm-hmm. like that thing where you get caught up in when you first start and you're very conscious about what life you can get because that mm-hmm. seems important yep. so you play a card you win or lose yeah. Right? yeah and there's going to be an effect where you get three life out of it mm-hmm. nine times out of ten when a card's got that on it you don't really give a shit and it's just no. sort of incidental life gains yeah. good mm-hmm. so yeah okay that's interesting it's fine if it's it's like if it's free and so this is this is great because every now and then you attack with a vehicle and it's removed and it's permanently and so yeah. they can't blink it or destroy the enchantment or something but this does, it's not fantastic because it does open you up to someone going, destroy target enchantment in the middle of combat and they can block with a creature they couldn't previously ah, block. Yeah. Um, which is why the vehicle thing is good, but it's just extra on top of 
the can't attack or block. That's why this card is, is yeah. good and it's why I'll play it. I'll play pretty much every copy I can get my hands on because you just need to remove creatures. So do you want to go combat. through these maybe one at a time or yep. you got your own? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go through them quickly. Okay, uh, so Kari Zev. Kari Zev. The doesn't read monk, monkey maker. The monkey maker. Yeah. Legendary creature, human pirate. One three with first strike and menace. And when it attacks, you put a two one monkey legendary, legendary red monkey token named Ragavan onto yeah. the battlefield, and you exile it. And so combat. many words. So many words. <laughs> and um, that costs you two mana to kick all that. Two off. mana. Yeah. Um. So I've played with this card a little bit. I've had it in a couple of drafts now. Yeah. Um. Blood on turn two, you're attacking for three with impunity a lot of the time. Yeah. And uh, if you get like if you get a couple of hits in, you're pretty happy with it. And then you just leave it back as a as a blocker. It's also a good It's got revolt. menace as well, so it's like an evasion mm-hmm. in a in a way, yeah, right? So, so they can't ever attack with one creature and then play a creature post combat to because you're just gonna hit him for another three. Yeah. Usually they can block the monkey, but then you're enabling revolt and stuff and getting one damage in for free yeah so it's just a good and the, and the monkey's gone anyway it's just monkeys, really yeah so pain. even if they block it you don't care because you're just going to make another one mm. next turn uh, it's it's just a good aggressive red two drop it's going to hit him for three early in the game and then it's going to activate revolt later and you can block servers and stuff which is all you really want from your mm. two drop anyway I think I, I, I said in the cons I got I, would, I dug out my notes it said um, may not stabilize the board if you're behind that's true it's yeah. completely true most two drops aren't going to yeah, a 2-2 two, two is very similar to the 1-3 in this position it's just going to attack for less mm. if you get it early um, the first strike thing is like you don't really ever want to be putting <laughs> enchantments on it or, or whatever and so the first strike just means it can't be blocked by a servo and a 2-2 and and uh, it's just kind it's of a, it's sort of geared up it's designed to survive isn't it it's mm-hmm. got first strike so, it's, uh, so you well it's got three toughness let's yeah. say so mm-hmm. it can swing in and you can get that attack in to make your monkey mm-hmm. uh, and having two creatures back to block a 1-3 you're like oh like that means <laughs> they're taking the two damage from the monkey yeah. it's uh it's a really, really interesting card. It is, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. I, I like, I love the design of it. It's, I've never seen a card really quite like it. It's, it's so that was a that was a good one. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good one. Good card. So, uh, card number two was heroic intervention. Heroic intervention. Um, the only flaw in your analysis yeah. was comparing it to <laughs> fog because yeah. fog fog is bad for a different reason. To my my fall my forward rating, <laughs> as you can see here, fog. Don't be stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's it. It's yeah. it's kind of a fog because people love fog because no, they well yeah they do. Yeah. Don't they? <laughs> people love fog because they're like, what if someone attacks me with twenty power of creatures? Yeah, and I fog. They're going to attack, attack you back and, and kill them. They're going to attack you in the next round with twenty. Yeah, they're also going to attack you back. So no, anyway, it works is if that on that one occasion you can attack yeah. back and kill them. If and you can't, you're dead. Remember that one occasion yep. where they fogged and you won. Yeah. Um, this one is, is bad because the situation that you want this in is they go three damage to all creatures and you go, they're all indestructible. Just destroy your creatures or they target lots of your stuff with, with, I don't know, bounce all your creatures back to your hand and you go, no, you don't. Hexproof. They're all hexproof. Yeah. It's, it is bad as fog because you need to be in really specific situations, but this is more useful than fog. Okay. Because... Yeah. Of that kind of thing, yeah. and at worst case, you attack w- that you would play it. You attack your three three, and they block with their three two, and you go, "My guy's indestructible," and your guy's and, dead. And, sure. 
And that's the worst case with this, whereas Fog's not even going to help you in that situation. <laughs> Fog is only good when you're getting attacked for lethal or... Yeah. In my situation, <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that one card or two cards in in their deck that I would lose to if they played them, and it involved buffing their entire board of huge creatures, and I'm trying to kill them very slowly with a flyer, <laughs> and I just go fog, cool. because it's like a counter spell in, yeah. in that respect. This is like a counter spell, and if we're not playing negate in this format, we're not playing this. You know, there's a, there's a there's a huge situation brewing in the uh, in the political horizon where the board game team. Maybe not Matt. Definitely Jamie uh, is so... And, and Kim Breback, the designer of Monstrous, are totally... We love Fog. Fog is a oh, great card. I'll, have, I'll fight him. I know. I'll fight him. He keeps, him he keeps dropping stuff. He dropped something in the last episode. Jamie was just so like, yeah, Fog's a great card. <laughs> so <laughs> just, we, just we need the, to set the record nowhere. straight. Yeah, I know. He just We weren't even talking about Fog. It was just oh. more like, you know, talking about Vikings maybe. And the, oh, the Fog is... No, no. Yeah, Fog's like, a great card. I love Fog. Fog's a yeah. great card. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to have to settle this once and for all yeah. somehow. Um, so, so heroic intervention, okay, but yeah. really never great. Okay. Um, I would bring it in out of the sideboard against a thing that deals lots of damage to my creatures, but even something like your Henny's Expertise, or mm. your creatures get neg three, neg three, this won't save them. It makes them indestructible and hexproof, and your Henny's Expertise doesn't target. And so, so, so if, it, if it says gives them negative three, negative three until end of turn, mm-hmm. that's got no, it's not destroying them or giving them damage. Yeah. They're still dead. Yeah. Because, so the indestructible um, doesn't it's touch. A but it'd be hexproof though, wouldn't it? Doesn't that? So uh, no. So hexproof. Oh, it's not a target. Hexproof is can't be targeted. So if something says target creature gets yeah. or three target creatures get this, if you give them hexproof, they can't be targeted by things mm. that say target anymore. But um, if it says creatures get, if it says training, all creatures, yeah, it's not targeting them. And if it said three damage to all creatures, then indestructible works because three damage. The damage. If we if we go in deep on it, the yeah. reason that creatures go to the graveyard is because of a thing called state based actions. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> so S- the, SBAs. The game SBAs. So the yeah. game is constantly <laughs> checking to see whether any state based actions right have have changed. One yeah. of the state based actions is: Does this creature have damage on it equal to its toughness or greater? Yeah. So if it's a 3-3 and it's got three damage marked on it, before either of us can do anything else, goes to a graveyard. Okay. Because it has damage marked on it. Yeah. Also, if a creature's toughness would ever be zero or less, yeah. put into a graveyard before either of us can do anything. But there's two different scenarios there regarding indestructible. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Indestructible means the first one doesn't yeah. count. So lethal damage on a creature now doesn't kill it. Whereas if a creature's toughness is ever zero, it cannot stay on the battlefield for yeah. pretty much any reason. Yeah. So that's why it doesn't work against your Henny's expertise. But it's like... Hey, people, gather around. Fog, don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my short answer. No, but I, I see there's some um, actual uh, viable mm-hmm. uses there. But yeah, um, oh, sure. something that you were very close to getting on was it's very similar to Blossoming Defense. So Blossoming Defense is target creature gets plus two, plus two, and hexproof until end of turn. Okay. That actually means that if you're attacking and they block with a 5-5 a five, five, and you've got mm. a 3-3, three, three, you can actually kill their thing. This doesn't give you any power or toughness boost, so you're not going to win fights you weren't pretty much already going to... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, card number three that you picked for us was Whir of Invention. Uh, that's X and three islands for an instant, which you can cast for improvise. Uh, search your library for an artifact card with converted mana cost X or less, put it onto the battlefield, and then shuffle your library. Very, you nice, were, very nice picture. 
Really nice picture. You yeah. hit the nail on the head completely with this one. You are overpaying for anything that you get out of your deck. <laughs> right. Um, it, it, <laughs> you want to get a three-drop artifact out of your deck. You've got to pay six mana for this. <laughs> you already have three artifacts in place, so you can improvise it for three mana, so you can get a three-drop artifact out of your deck. Yeah. The only reason I would play this is if I had a masterpiece invention, and it's going to win me the game by itself, something like Sword of Feast and Famine. Right. Or have Any you, one of the swords. Have you drafted been... a lot of those? <laughs> I have not. No. And then if I have, it's very unlikely I will get a War of Invention. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I really need to play this War of Invention. Right. It's, yes. You're just paying too much for it at every point in the curve. Yeah. Kai might have mentioned um, uh, Lotus Petal and things that cost zero in, uh, okay. in modern. Yeah, yeah. And in constructed formats, this might see some play because then you can search up whatever you need. You can have it as a one-off in your deck and you're trying to get it with War of Invention. But oh, I see. So you could just pay three mana and go hoike it out mm-hmm. and get anything. There's zero-cost stuff. Mm. Yeah. But this is just... You're paying so much. You're paying you're three getting... mana to get a zero-cost artifact. <laughs> you get your Ornithopter out there for nothing and do nothing with it. Your Masterpiece on it. Flying zero two. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Ooh, now, pretty. They got, a, they got a one-one. And the card's war... pretty. You got a pretty board state. You know, you talk about tempo and what, that. Foil and... were of invention. Get my masterpiece ornithopter out of my deck. Oh, what you got a tutu? I'm, oh, it's not really yeah. good. Then. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Card number four was a scrapper champion. Uh, so he's a three and a three and a mountain for a creature, human artificer. He's a tutu. He's got double strike. I'm in this. Uh, this I think this is one of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I've got no negatives on this. <laughs> yep. Uh, when Scrapper Champion enters the battlefield, you get two energy. Whenever Scrapper Champion attacks, you may pay two energy. If you do, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Full stop. Ugh. Not until end of turn. So silly. This card <laughs> gets out of control really quickly. Um, uh. Like you said, there's barely any negatives to this. This is uncommon. If this was a rare, you'd be like, "Whoa, yeah, cool. That's yeah. bigger than that bad boy." It's, but on um, his first attack, he's going to be hitting you yeah, for six. For six. It's a four drop. Like, <laughs> this is going to get out of control because you cannot catch up to this no, guy. You can't catch up to it. He's um, going to hit in the whoever you throw in front. He better be have more than three toughness. Uh, Otherwise, he's just dead. There's a there's a theory I've been bandying around. Go it's on. called critical power and toughness of a format. A CPT. C- CP and T of an F. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've read the uh, the thesis. Yeah, (laughs) and it's uh, I'm glad there's one 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 reader. Don't test me on it though. (laughs) It's uh, I have a I I liked it. Thesis have likes, don't they? Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Yeah. How many likes did your thesis get? Yeah, it's got two. Me, a self-like, which Mom. is frowned upon. <laughs> yeah. the Mum liked the it. She didn't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my thesis is... Yeah. My thesis is... Um, <laughs> um, critical points. Critical power and toughness. Criti- critical power and toughness. Critical power and toughness. Yeah. Of a format is based around where the common removal is. Yes. No, I, so I know where you're heading with this now. All yeah. of the common removal in this set... So let's look at Cruel Finality and Daring Demolition in black, right. which is a creature gets neg two, neg two, yeah. and just destroy target creature or vehicle. Okay, this guy's looking weaker now uh, when you say stuff like this. Red, Shock, and Chandra's Revolution. Shock costs one mana, Chandra's Revolution costs four, four damage to a creature, tap down a land. 
Uh, that's that's a bit different though, because you're doing four damage. That's different to critical power and toughness. If if everything is what you're saying is like if the the mean removal across uh, mm-hmm. average removal across all colors is two. Yep. If you've got a three toughness creature, happy days. Yes. As soon as you fall in a two toughness, you start pulling your pants a little exactly, bit. Exactly. Yeah. Because every taken every down. card that they're sitting on, they're waiting for something to kill with their. Yeah. Common removal spell. Hello, Scrapper Champion. Hello, Scrapper Champion. <laughs> you have a down. massive target on your face. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- this card's so good because... Um, oh, sorry. Let's, let's keep talking critical power and toughness. Yeah. Um, th- it, all the enchantment removal still hits it. Um, caught in the brights. Uh, revoke privileges from Kaladesh. Um, Green has Prey Upon. Prey Upon la- laughs in the face of this guy. Costs one mana. My 2-3 now kills yeah. your 2-2 two, two double strike. The, the fight. It double strike doesn't work yeah. in, in fight. So if you look at how the removal lines up against this, you can see how they put this at Uncommon because everything kills it. Yeah. But in the case where they don't have it, this runs trouble. away with the game. Yeah, you, you're just dead. Like, they, yeah. this thing hits like a truck. So you just play it on turn four and hope they just don't have... That removal spell. Well, they've done some premium removal. Smacking away. You're going to do a lot of damage before the, if they don't have it in the hand mm-hmm. before they get it. Um, oh, boy. Number five was... This This one was a bit obvious, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? Five for Consulate Dreadnought. He cost you one. Happy days. Mm. Seven... Is it 7-Eleven? 7-Eleven. We've done all those jokes. Yep. Artifact, vehicle, but then here's the crunch. Uh, he's a crew is six. Crew six. Yeah. You should never put this in your deck. No. Because... If you have six power of creatures out, probably attack with those. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, and I could see this maybe... Oh, no, you nope, couldn't. Nah, no, I don't nah, think you can. can. Uh, if you had four of these and four siege modifications... Siege modifications yeah, is the only really saving the only to this. To but yeah, maybe aerial modification as well, which is it gets plus two, plus two and flying. Yeah, but then you get into all those. If I've got this card and I've got this card yeah. and they're all still alive mm. and at my in my control... Yep. This is an amazing card. There's probably other it's ways not, to get... It's still not amazing. Ugh. With those three amazing cards, you can have three other amazing cards that could be hitting for seven mm-hmm. and doing other things, perhaps. Um, and... Uh, hasn't even, hasn't even got evasion. Doesn't think, even have evasion, yeah. Someone that big doesn't have trample or... Yeah, unblockable. Seven. If it was unblockable, you'd work hard to make it work because it's seven unblockable damage that you couldn't have got through with your six... So you're always hoping for people. that other enchantment to give it some kind of evasion... Yeah. And then, but even first strike doesn't help. It still gets blocked by servo. Yeah, and, <laughs> and yeah, and you and like you said before, if you if you're crewing it for six without the siege modifications mm. bypass, um, yeah, the other six. Yeah, it's just yeah. this oh. is not ever anything you want to be doing. Good news, kids. The rest of the cards are goodies. Mm-hmm. So we've got the three bad ones were Heroic Intervention, War of Invention, and Consulate Dreadnought. I'd like to point out Heroic Intervention and War of Invention were very difficult to say. Got confused. Heroic Intervention, War of Invention. I've been, I've been practicing over the last month. <laughs> Airdrop Aeronauts, three and two planes for a 4-3 at Uncommon. is a Dwarf Scout. Everyone loves a Dwarf Scout. He's got Flying. See that? Evasion Consulate it. Dreadnought. Take that in the face. And you Revolt, you get a bit of uh, incidental life gain. But mm-hmm. five life. Five life is a lot. It is a lot That's of a life. Lot. That's a quarter. That's See? a quarter of your life back. Yeah. Not many cards gain you five life. Um, no. But that's not really why you're playing this card, uh, which is... Yeah, end goal, remember? Y- yeah, your end goal is to kill your opponent, not to gain yeah. the most life that you possibly can. And for a five mana, four, three flyer? The fact that this, like I said, if you're trading damage back and forth with your opponent, even if one of you is the aggressor and one of you is behind, uh, you can still... 
activate revolt somehow with this, say with unbridled growth, which is one of the other cards that we're going to talk about. Yeah. It doesn't cost you any mana. On turn five, you play this. You have a four three with flying, which is going to lock up the game by itself. Because the fact that you can just attack with this and win the game with nothing but this, you just gum up the ground and chump lock their dudes and just hit them with a fly over. And, and did over we again. define CP and T? Yeah, CP <laughs> and T dodges all the buff. common removal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm pretty proud of that one. The, yeah, the yeah. CP and T, because like it does, <laughs> it, like they they look at the shock in their hand. This isn't great. Yeah. Um, it's always that, you know, getting back to the CP and T, we're laughing about it. It's, it actually is one of those things that I think of when I look through the, you know, the bundle, you know, you open up the bundle, you look at the book, you start mm-hmm. looking through the little common removal, and you, and I, I, that's kind of what's going through yeah. my mind at the back of my head. It's yeah. just like, yeah, what what kind of strict toughness creatures am I just yeah. destroying? The, one, of the, one of the funniest formats I played was uh, M11, uh, Corset Draft, and the, the best common removal spell was Lightning Bolt which is one mana, three damage to a creature oh. or a player. And so every, every time you open a pack with Lightning Bolt, you're like, I'm taking the Lightning Bolt. Splash for Lightning Bolt. It's the best yeah. removal spell in the format. Kills <laughs> all the creatures in the format. Nothing passes the Lightning Bolt test. I, apart need, from lightning. I need one mountain to do <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> so you just get one mountain, just kill your guy. Kill the best thing on the board for one mana. Yeah. Um, in, in this, you got Shock, which is actually quite, quite strong because it kills a whole bunch of different stuff. Mm. Uh, nothing on this page apart from one of the creatures. But Airdrop Aeronauts is just going to finish the game for you a lot of the time. And if you ever revolt, you've just swung the race back in your favor because you gain five. They have to do five extra damage if they want to kill you. And you're hitting them with a 4-3 flyer for two, three turns, I'll be dead. Mm. Would you, you, is this like a, a first pick card like most of the time? Yeah. Is that, yeah. yeah. It's, this, is the, this is an angel of the set. If, if this yeah. was an angel, yeah, of you'd be like, oh, wow, oh my god. But yeah, it's just the fact it's a dwarf. Dwarf like, scout, Man. yeah. <laughs> some chubby, chubby guy with that uh, was long actually, sideburns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Kai <laughs> said, I don't really... I remember this one. This is the most egregious thing that he said. Well, we he said, 4-3 with flying for 5 is not great. I probably just use it to crew something. This is not no. true. Is, you, is that a constructive mentality? Because you get toughness? Or is he, did you just plain wrong? I think it's, it's, just, it's just wrong because I maybe oh. was thinking the fact it was a dwarf. But like this is going to be better than a majority of vehicles that you have in play anyway. Because it's a guaranteed four damage. To it just goes to show you how bad consulate dreadnought is. It wouldn't even crew your consulate dreadnought. It doesn't crew your consulate dreadnought. You got to use this and a two two. I just hit him for four flying. <laughs> I know, right? It doesn't great. get chump blocked by a servo. Yeah, that was the only really th- thing that yeah, maybe got, got wrong. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we did. We. I'm glad we did. The only well thing, Kai, please, please. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm part of the team. We had that discussion. We could have gone down the wrong garden path together. <laughs> Glint Sleeve Siphoner is one in a swamp for a creature, human rogue. He's a 2-1, and he's got Menace. Whenever Glint Sleeve Siphoner enters the battlefield or attacks, you get an energy. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may pay two energy. If you do, draw a card, you may lose one life. That's No, no you may lose. You, 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 you lose You lose. You can do life. both. You do both. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this card's, this card's really good. Uh, it's like an aggressive two-drop which is what you generally want out of your two-drop. And it has some utility if you draw it late, which is if you untap with it and you have some energy lying around, you can start drawing cards. And the Menace, like we said with Kari Zev, means that you're more likely to get attacks in with it. Yeah. And because it, it, um, of the way it's going to come, if it comes out as a two-drop, yeah, like you said, Menace, mm-hmm. great. You, you swing it in 2-1, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
And if you get to do the uh, lose life draw card, because it's pretty early on in the game, you don't mind doing that because don't you're just pumping up your hand and sure. yeah, that's all good, right? Yeah, I'd start every game at 19 life if I could have an extra card in my hand for yeah. sure, like forever. But, if you, but, but let's just say, if you, if, you, if, it, if you do it three times, that's mm. a good run with this card. Amazing. Right? And you've got three cards extra. Start on 17 life that's and have two three cards. That's that? Six damage to them. You lose three, sure. Draw three cards? Whoa. Like, the yeah. fact that this can, again, run away with the game if left unchecked is mm. a reason why it's so good. But as soon as they do but put a dies, block on it, it's dead. CPNT dies to every removal spell in the format. Yeah. And uh, then some. Dies to two servos. Dies to, yeah, dies to two servos. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get teased in, in Kaladesh. It's like, oh, you died to two servos. <laughs> oh, don't be like that. Your mum's so small, she died to two servos. <laughs> Your mama jokes with servos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, this this card's sweet. This is my death touch love. Mm. Uh, gifted Aetherborn. Two swamps for a 2-3. It's a creature. Aetherborn, vampire at uncommon. Death touch and lifelink. I think you mentioned this in the video, Buster Booster. This is, uh, this is a vampire card. nighthawk all over again, isn't it's it? It's practically vampire nighthawk. Did vampire nighthawk have flying? It well? did. Oh, my God. So it cost one more mana, and it was a 2-3 of flying, death touch, and lifelink. It was a 2-3, oh, same stats. Such a great card. Uh, yeah. But hey, I'm happy with this guy. So good. Uh, the fact that it costs double black doesn't really matter because if you cast it on turn three, you're happy. Turn four, you're happy. Turn five, you're happy. Yeah. Uh, if if it is on turn two, four life swings every single time it attacks. Yeah. Doesn't start getting blocked until later in the game. And then gums up the board if they're... Uh, gums up the board. Or gives them something to think about like we were saying yeah, before. Yeah, kills, kills stop, a five, five. Stop Zoe from winning the uh, draft because <laughs> she's staring it down going, I don't want to take I don't want to... I don't want yeah. do to deal with that guy. Yeah. It's um oh it's another guy sorry it's a day it? because it's a day one. Oh, have, yeah. so hard agendas. to talk about uh the worst experience I've had with this card so far I was like two through death touch and lifelink sure I'll just trade my three three off for it later or something started stacking counters on it there were green black counters deck oh. with binding constrictor three four okay I'll trade a four four for it oh it's a four five oh. I'll, double, I'll double block it with two three threes because it has death touch it kills both of them regardless yeah. so. You can't ever... And, and it gives them the lifelink whilst it's happening. It gives them the life back as well. Like, <laughs> oh, every time you think about it a bit more, they gain another four life. Yeah, This that's card is... Uh, yeah, it's a freight train. It yeah. really runs away with the game if, if left unchecked. Which is uh, uh, something that's so good about all these... We'll talk about ones that don't run away with the game, but... Yeah. I like to think... I really value one. stuff that can just do a lot of work by itself. Mm. And the pitcher, he looks like he's spilt his bowl of soup on the table. And yes. he's just playing with his food now. Because he yeah. goes, I can't eat this, so I'm just going to splash my fingers <laughs> in it. Yeah. <laughs> Aetherborn don't eat, do they? Don't they? Well, I don't think they. Yahini's... Yahini's eating. Eating people. Illegal, eating through people. Illegally. Well, are they all vampires now, the Aetherborn? They were nice. At the beginning of Yahini, remember how... You know his story? He was like a soft touch, wasn't he? He was like, mm-hmm. oh, hello, darling, I'm just doing this thing. And now, look, Gifted Aetherborn, he's a vampire. Yeah. Yahini comes out as a card. He's a vampire. They're nasty, that yeah, bunch. Yeah, they are. Like, I think the fact that they're gifted is why they can, can do it. So, I don't remember Yahini being called Gifted Yahini. <laughs> yeah. is, he, is he? He's not called Gifted Yahini. He's like Gifted Yahini. They, he. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's so impossible. To, Bring um, it right along. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the, like, it's impossible to keep track of the, the thing. Um... Yeah, yeah they, they've, they've said at some point in the story that Aether, some very tiny amount of Aetherborn have the ability to the suck... The drawback. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they have the ability to suck the life force out of people. Oh, yeah. It says here in the flavor text, a few Aetherborn have discovered a way to sustain their own existences at the cost of an insatiable hunger for the life essence of other beings. Mm. Which is uh, very vampire-esque. 
Yeah, hmm. but Yehini didn't have, or Yehini didn't have an insatiable I, hunger. He was just going, "Oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die." I guess so. Oh, oh I accidentally, accidentally killed somebody, and oh, oh yummy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I guess that was all right. Insatiable hunger. Here I come. It's, it's not really insatiable. Mom, we're at it. Top eight, your bloody was it Friday Night Man? No, what, what's the top eight Yehini alternate art card? How do you get that? Oh, Game Day. Game Day. Whoa, oh, that's so a good. nice card. Ooh, it's right? dynamic and man, sucking the life yeah. out of someone. That's, I wish I could play Magic. <laughs> I'd love a card like that. And the ninth and final card, because we've already done Caught in the Brights, was Unbridled Growth, which is a forest for an enchantment aura. Enchant land. Enchanted land has tap it, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Sacrifice Unbridled Growth and draw a card. That's a lot for one mana. That's quite a lot, really. Um, worst case scenario, you pay a green and you draw a card later in the game. Yeah, it replaces itself. Yep. Um, actually, the worst case no, scenario... No, because that fixes your mana in the meantime, It fixes it? your mana in the meantime. Yeah. The the worst scenario, actually, that you <laughs> can have this card is when you want it to fix your mana and you want to draw the card off it. So you say if your mana screwed or something. Yeah. And so you play it on turn one, you play second land, then you don't draw your third land, and you're like, but I have just two, f- two forests out. So if I sacrifice it, I won't be able to play any of my red cards or whatever. Yeah. But I, I need to hit my land drops. That's the only situation in which this card is bad. Because you're just going to get rid of it straight away and hope you draw that land. Mm. Mm. Otherwise, it's just kind of like a like a long-term investment. You're going to draw a card later when you want a revolt trigger or when you just need yeah. a card and you don't need the fixing anymore. I, I, I wrote in my notes here, it says, uh, the sort of card that doesn't excite me, but excites Aaron. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. I think that was, yeah, that was any time. I've I... seen a few pro draft decks that have like four of these in them. Yeah. Because they're just... Green mana draw a card, you'd probably play that some of the time anyway. <laughs> yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Because mm. a lot of the time you're paying what? Well, Two mana draw a card on some yeah, crappy like effect? Yeah, because like four or five mana has always got that draw three card, like blue yeah. would cost you around so about that, wouldn't it? cards cost you like one and a half, two mana yeah, each. Yeah, sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so should we, should we stop for a card quiz and then talk in general about Aether Revolt? You yeah. want to talk about Yeah, do it like yeah. that? All right, cool. This one's going to be different now because, you know, it's... Ooh. It's just you. I don't have to. I don't have to dumb it down because Kai's here. You don't have to panda. Kai, Kai's not here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, a bit of MTG card quiz right after this. MTG card quiz six seven land hand. It's a real quiz. That was uh, that was really off today. Oh dear, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was like take four. It's like oh my god. All right, MTG card quiz. Now we had a bit of a six seven land hand. It's what was it? Yehenny's a darling. Then he's yeah, a vampire. He's a darling, and now he's a vampire. <laughs> uh, MTG card quiz this month. Um, what we've got? Uh, we had a chat through that throughout the month, and I remember they did anagrams at one stage, and anagrams excite me. Anagrams excite me. <laughs> Do they? All right. Well, you're going to enjoy this. So we've got three anagrams. Did you know the anagram? Yeah. Is an anagram of. Magnet. Yes. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> so what we've got here. Is that three... out your next cocktail party? It's a highbrow yeah. conversation. The things I usually whip out at a cocktail party is different. Um, so we've got. What we've got. Your cocktail sausage. Is... Sorry. <laughs> a, a bizarre sounding phrase, uh-huh. which is an anagram of an actual Aether Revolt card. Ooh, see what I did there, right? Mm. So, for example, this is question one. Preserve Earth's Heather is an anagram of an Aether Revolt card. Ooh. Preserve Earth's Heather. Heather. I've got got to pronounce it. It's very important. Preserve, you know how to spell that. Earth is in Earth, but it's Earth's. 
Earth's possessive heather. Like that stuff that grows on the Yorkshire moors. Preserve Earth's heather. How did you do these? Did you just put the whole set, like... What's good, what is internet good? Anag- uh, anagram? It's, it's something on the internet. You yeah. Just plug them in there and print them all out, and you go, "Oh, that one's slightly funny or weird." Interesting. Preserve Earth's Heather. That's question one. Mm. Obviously, these not require a bit of thought. So, it might sink in as you go. Yeah. Number two, the elite warhead. The elite, elite warhead. Warhead. I try to go for ones that actually sound distracting. Yeah, yeah. So they distract you away from. But the answer will answer. Oh, this is this is tough. It is, isn't it? The elite warhead. My tip: just write the letters down in any kind of order, and it might just. Oh, he's going for the circle technique. Mm. The elite warhead. I might say something about the card itself. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe this is quite quite a powerful uh, removal spell. I don't know. <laughs> <That> <laughs> might, might not be at all. The elite warhead. Oh, this is this is. Oh. I'm never gonna do this. This is insane. <laughs> the elite this is, warhead. This is one of those things where at home where people have have, uh, have written in in the past and go, "Yeah, I beat Aaron. I beat Kai. I'm the best." <laughs> sure, you did. Yeah, but when you're under the uh, you know the the studio lights as we are here in the podcast, it's a lot a lot tougher. Yeah, on the spot. Is this, as is uh, evidenced by my absolute, I crumble. In the face of a maths quiz. So shit. Oh, they're, I've they're such I like... good quizzes, but. <clears throat> Come on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I love them. I love them. No, no, they're great. But um, yeah, I always think I'm, I'm, I'm good, at, good at a quiz. And then, yeah, when you put on the spot, it's terrible. <laughs> All right. Question three, because I'm just buying your time here. Mm-hmm. Slivering telephones. Really? Oh, really? Slivering okay. telephones. Slivering. Telephones. With a Z? No, with an S. Slivering telephones. Sounds like a Lovecraftian thing. That'd be a good card in uh, Eldritch Moon. Slivering telephones. That's what <laughs> Liliana, <laughs> Liliana does. tentacles in my ears. Yeah, you call up the exchange and instead of those things that they plug into the wall, they just plug a tentacle into the wall. Oh. Yeah, oh, good stuff. <laughs> so we've got Preserve Earth's, Harv- uh, Preserve Earth's Heather. Mm. The elite warhead and slivering telephones. Now, I was going to do a theme with these to try and give you a bit of a clue. So mm. maybe if you're struggling a little bit, I'll give you a clue that the theme is only relates to the first two. That's why I didn't do a theme. Uh, in Aether Revolt, there's a lot of talk about Aether. So, oh, yeah, I thought oh, you might. Yeah. I thought you might backward engineer a few. That oh, way. yeah, is there? Is there yeah. ever? <laughs> Aether. Aether. So preserve Earth's heather. It's almost, almost got aether in there. So preserve Earth's H. What can you make with that? Preserve aether. The elite warhead. Slivering telephones. Hmm. Don't, don't know how much more I filler I can give you. I'm not, yeah. I've, I've flummoxed you right across. Yeah, this is, Too hard. This is oh, rough. This yeah. is rough. Should have done pitches. Okay. All right. So what can we do? Can, can, I, can I edge you any closer to it? Preserve Earth's heather. It's aether something something. Aether? Yeah. Earth Preserver. Mm. Aethersphere Harvester? Oh! Yeah. So obvious when you say it. But it feels like it shouldn't, it shouldn't you know, be there, you, there, you know? It, but it's funny when you do the anagram, because I mean, this is such nerdy anagram talk. But once you know that 
Preserve Earth's Heather is Aethersphere Harvester. Even saying Preserve Earth's Heather, you go, sounds exactly that's like Aethersphere. Sounds exactly like Yeah, I'm practically saying the word. Surely he'll get that. Yeah. All right. So are you thinking ahead, looking ahead here? Okay, yes. The Elite Warhead, it's Aether something something again. Aether. Aether. Something something. It's one. It's two words. Aether. 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 Tyler. Oh, Whale. Whale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Fascinating listening for everyone, I'm sure. <laughs> Slivering telephones. This is a two, well, this is a three worder, but the first two are hyphenated and hyphens, not in slivering telephones. Doesn't really help, does it? No aether in this one, mind you. It's, they do siphon. Oh. Aether. Oh. It's glint sleeve yeah. siphoner. Yes. Back on board. Did, did, did this penny just drop, did it? Yeah. You get it? Just nice. Because you said it was hyphenated. Yeah. That's, that, <laughs> that's all right. Now we, that's fine. We hate coming out of an MTG card quiz, six, seven land hand. It's a real quiz without anyone scoring anything. That's yeah. a huge downer. Yeah. And Matt, I never score zero. So. No. Nah. And Matt, Matt doesn't care about that in his quiz. If everyone scores zero, it's a good quiz. <laughs> Great quiz. <laughs> Great I quiz. loved it. Yeah. Said Matt. Matt won. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was MTG Card Quiz. Say seven land hand. It's a real quiz. <laughs> topic seven discussion. Land- oh, sorry. I've got excited. Seven, no, seven topic discussion. Yeah, we're harmonizing. Topic discussion. discussion six, six, seven land hand. It's a real discussion. Yeah, it is. It's about Aether Revolt. Yeah. Yeah. There's a... Well, what do you want to do? Uh, we'll talk drafting first. Uh, so, what are you know? What are the common color pairings that are going on at the moment? So, um, it's it's very interesting because a lot of stuff's been turned on its head from Kaladesh, which is pretty amazing that it's the sim- similar kind of mechanics, but everything's prioritized really differently. Right. Um, coming out of the gate, the very strongest one I think is black green. So, black okay. green has a very strong plus one plus one counters theme. Yeah, that's isn't again. You know, this is the top. The hot tip, isn't it? Is look at the gold cards, see what they're yeah. doing. Away so the you gold go. cards are a very that's, smart that's way for them. Bonkers snake, which yeah. I can't even read the card. I don't yeah. even understand the card. So winding constrictor is black green yeah. for a two three. Yeah. If a counter would be placed on a creature you control, yeah. place that many plus one instead. Okay. So if if you so you just get an extra one. Yeah. So if you put three counters on a creature, you put four instead. If yes. you put but the most common thing is you put one, you put two on instead. Okay. Um and the the second half of the card says, if a player would get a counter, it a instead player. gets one plus uh, that plus one instead. So the, oh, so that's just to account for energy. For energy. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Now that makes a little more sense. Um, so that is sorry. I'm still. That's oh, okay. This is so this is what you're talking about with the the gold cards. They're interested in counters and stuff, and that's what that black green mm-hmm. uh, gold card is doing. So hence. That's what you want to be looking for when you're building your black-green deck. Exactly. Yeah? So right. they've, they've put these in as like a very clear signpost, like, this is what this color pair does. Yeah. You can obviously have a black-green. Don't use your imagination. Do this. Do this. <laughs> you can do other stuff in black-green, sure. which is just good creatures, good removal, whatever, value mm. stuff. But they're going to be specifically tuned to be interested in counters. But if you do build around a plus one, plus one counters theme, you will be rewarded. Yeah. And Winding Constrictor, that uncommon is honestly led to some of the most busted starts <laughs> really <laughs> you go turn to 
there's a card from Kaladesh which is like barely playable called Durable Handicraft. Yeah. It says whenever a creature comes in, you can pay one. If you do give it a plus one plus one counter. Oh dear. If you have a Constrictor out, that's two plus one plus one counters. So a start that someone yeah. had in Giraffe, I guess we was. Turn two, Durable Handicraft. Yeah. Turn no, th- I'm not worried. Turn three, Winding Constrictor, oh, put dear. a counter on it because it's a creature getting a counter. It's a four five on turn three. All right. Turn three, play a three drop. With a fourth land, so it's a four five with menace. Hang on, um, with a fourth land, so it's a four. So it was a two three. Yeah, you pay the one extra. Yeah, it gets an extra counter from Winding Constrictor. Yeah, and then like whatever fabricate creature. It's just that it's perfect. That green, that green deck, green decks. If you're just playing mono green, mm-hmm. it's always that getting a little bit more value for your mana by a bigger creature, oh, isn't bigger it? Creature. So it's like you get a 4-4 four, four for 3 mana mm-hmm. or something like that. If you're getting a good card, because and you're always a little bit ahead, but you're a bit weak on... Uh, on removal and Yeah, and all that sort of stuff. But, but this when is... your creatures are so big... Yeah, oh. so early. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this leads me to the mythic uncommon of the set, which is uh, what you hope to open in every pack, right. provided it's not a mythic the black, rare. The black uh, demon? Oh, no, provided it's not a mythic rare. Oh, I thought you said it was a mythic better rare. Better than most of the rares in the set, yeah. possibly even Aethersphere Harvester, is a uncommon in green mm. yeah. uh, called Ridgescale Tusker. Have oh. you seen this card? So it's a 5-5, five, five, yeah. three green green. When it enters the battlefield, that's already good. Three <laughs> green green, 5-5, five, five, cool. When it enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on every other creature you control. <laughs> oh, that's right. What yeah, so. the hell? This is a mythic rare from the previous set. Virgerous yeah, yeah. Hulk was a... It had Trample, sure. But it was a 4-4, four, four, and when it entered play, you could distribute four counters as you wanted. Yeah. This is very, very, very similar. And this is uncommon. So someone played two of and these each. against me in draft the other day. And he didn't have the... the um, he didn't have Constrictor the, out. The constrictor. Thank goodness. Because that's two plus one plus one. Yeah, everything creature. gets <laughs> plus two. Plus this, this card is crazy good. If they could ban a card from the draft format, they would ban this. Because it's just... Oh, yeah? It's so ridiculous. The impact that it has on turn five is unparalleled. There but is... that is late in the game. I mean, we're around turn five, six. You can expect to see cards that are just going to finish the game, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Um, but not an uncommon and not you have oh. multiple of them in your deck. <laughs> yeah. So this thing just leads to some of those silly starts. And if you have even a decent curve, two drop, three drop, four drop, this... Yeah. How are they ever ever going to catch up to Yeah, you? if you get a good curve, they, most of those creatures are still going to be with you by the time yep. you hit your five drop, yeah. Exactly. So that is uh, in the best... It's going to be the best green uncommon. And the impact it has is you don't... It doesn't matter if this is... It's almost like an end of the battlefield effect, isn't it? It well, is. It, it, it is end of the battlefield mm-hmm. effect. Exactly, it is. Mm-hmm. I was just meaning, yeah, you don't have to wait until this one gets past summoning sickness no, or anything nothing. like that. Everything you got out there it's is... It's not even when it attacks, boom. it gets a plus one plus one counter. Or, or and they or keep it. Yeah. They keep the plus, they one, keep plus, one, plus one, one plus one counter. Wow. It's honestly just like I'd green. So what I was going to... The other thing I was going to say about green, black, and white so good is that has some of the best removal in the set. Daring Demolition. Yeah. Which is probably the best common, which is just destroy target creature or vehicle for two black, black. That goes right in this deck. You go counters, 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 kill whatever you play. And um, green just has the best creatures. Yeah. Uh, in Kaladesh, you curved out with that. Um, the two drop that puts a plus one plus one counter on something. On turn three, you play Rhino. On turn four, you play the Fabricate guy. On turn five, you play the Tiger. Mm. You just added a whole bunch more to the best color already. 
So black green is the yeah. So those color. so those um like thriving type cards they get the plus one plus one counter more synergy yeah. with the stuff. So their energy you get a plus one plus one counter. Now you get double if you attack with a rhino. It attacks as a four five on turn four. It's good when the penny drops about a color combination like that. You get excited mm-hmm. to play that color. Yeah. But then that's dangerous because you go into a draft going playing green black today. Yeah. I know you're not. Everyone also <laughs> is playing green black. The guy to your right opened Ridge Scout Tusker. You open Winding Constrictor. The person to your left opened Daring Demolition. We're all like. Green black, here we come. Yeah, yeah. Why are there no green black cards? <laughs> or it's just you can't, you can never force it though. Can yeah, you? It's no. like, forcing is is foolish. Yeah. Which leads me I've, to I've been there. the weakest color pair of the set. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Which is one uh, to avoid. Yeah. Can you force? Can you force avoid? Can you force? Avoid. Yeah, you can avoid it. Yeah. yeah because guess, if you think so, it's going to be overdrafted, you'll get fed the weaker colors, but you'll be the only person playing them. <laughs> and you'll get hammered accordingly. <laughs> yeah. So blue, so like I said, all the green commons. Don't tell me it's blue-white. It's not white-blue. Blue-white is oh, really? probably the worst. Fallen from a mighty height, has yes. it? Yes. Uh, blue-white flyers seems to be the archetype. And yeah. It, you go... Well, airdrop aeronauts. Surely he's, you It's know. uncommon, though. Like, you, you're oh. going to not pick up heaps of them as the meat of your, your force. Yeah. As opposed to Ridge-scale Tusker adding eight power and toughness to the board. <laughs> yeah. This is a 4-3, sure. You might gain five life sometimes. And I'm still excited about that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it's and it's, at the, it's a five-drop as well. So, yeah, the impact, you're right. Impact, uh, the two cards have. And you need Revolt to be on to get the five life off it. Mm. So, blue-white, I hate to say, but it's in one of the worst situations has ever been uh, you know what it did it became it went out and it became a cocky teenager yeah and it thought I've, the world isn't my feet my oyster. now it's got the office job and it's in its mid-20s and it's looking down the barrel of a long life before retirement <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah. just going oh. and black green's the, the up and cover that you just hate coming yeah. into the office yeah, good looking yeah guy. all the girls love that guy and well, the snake's yeah. always there the everyone laughs at his jokes oh <laughs> oh. oh green black I still want to be you yeah <laughs> Uh, blue white and blue red are both pretty pretty weak because the blue commons are just not not good okay um, blue in Kaladesh came into its own because you'd build around the artifacts and you play gear seeker serpent yeah which is the, I know I, well, I always thought that seemed it just seemed like everything was hanging on that one card though. pretty much if you yeah. didn't have any you didn't really want to be blue that was the big right. reason to be playing blue um, it was a because in draft you're looking a lot at the commons that's why I keep talking about this yeah common. yeah because all um, of the cards you're going to see get multiples over the mm-hmm. bit of luck, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, because yeah, everyone would love a, a couple of gifted Aetherborns or something of like course. that. Cause it's just, but uh, no one's passing them. Who's, yeah. who's passing them to them to you? Uh, so, yeah, blue is in a rough spot in this format, and white did not get many, many backups. It's got... Because we're playing like, two packs of Aether Revolt, right? Aether so Revolt we're really reliant on them for the, the two-thirds of our, of mm-hmm. our deck. And you look at stuff like there's a 2-2 with Revolt, get a 1-1 Servo. It's like, why do you... That's not really a payoff for doing the revolt thing. Yeah. And I'm, three mana, two and a white. Okay, you've seen Winding Constrictor. Yeah. You've seen all these other cards I'm talking about. Here we go. His <laughs> white common, two and yeah. a white. Yeah. Two, two with flying. Yeah, yeah. That's the end. Uh, hang on. What was it? What was two the and a white. Two and a white. Two, two. Yeah. With flying. That's all right. It's fine, but not compared to oh. Winding Constrictor. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like compared to all the things that the other stuff, colors yeah. are doing. So there's not a lot of synergy happening in the... In no, the... I, lo- I love tutus with flying for three mana, but in this format, you can't be doing stuff like that. Yeah. You just get rolled See, that's, by uh, that's, And that's why I remember that... Like uh, that early Kaladesh draft where, because I didn't play that many, mm-hmm. uh, and I came up and I was like, this is a solid deck, but it was a solid core deck. Remember Co- that? Corset deck, yeah. Corset deck. Windrake, love that shit. That's why that three mana 
2-2 flyer, I'd be happy with that. Mm. But it's not synergistic with any of my other cards. Yeah, it's just it, doing its own thing. Exactly. And so black, green, synergy, 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 synergy. Blue and white's like, I've got a 2-2. I've got a 2-2 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, They go together. There's no synergy there. So going on with Aether Revolt, mm-hmm. um, is the rule of getting those colorless cards in, you you like prioritize them a little bit higher mm-hmm. going? Is there, is there a good pool of cards like that that you're thinking... There's not there's not a lot of colorless cards that you are really happy about picking really early. Uh, Renegade map, super super bomb vehicles, super bomb vehicles. Yeah. You've got Untethered Express. Um, yeah, the, that's crazy. The rare ones, Aethersphere Harvester and Heart of Kieran are all it was hard, Yeah, they said Heart of Kieran. There was a lot of rap about that, wasn't there? And then when it was out, it was sort of like it's not going to be in, con- in, in constructed. Heart oh, of okay. Kieran's looking like it's not going to be the best in draft a a 4-4 flying vigilance is going to finish that comes out on turn 2 is going to finish the game yeah handily I won a draft game the other day where I just attacked them five times with Heart of Fury (laughs) boop 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 and they died (laughs) if only if only Kian was still on there is he getting the Heart of Kian kind of Heart of Kian yeah the heart of Kian. It's just he, a black dried up husk. Do you know what he's it? playing in Constructed? What is he playing? Black green winding Constructed oh, deck. <laughs> there we go. He's straight into it. Straight he knows in. what's good. How's that? Um, you know the the Guardian Felidar Guardian. Oh yeah, so thing the combo. Padding. How's that combo? So out? we're in the lead up to pre uh, Pro Tour weekend. Not yeah, release weekend. Pro Tour weekend. Pro and Tour so weekend. this is where we're going to get the best minds in the game looking at all the Aether Revolt cards post bannings. No Smuggler's Cup to no Emrakul. It's a yeah. brave new world of uh, Winding Constrictor decks. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Winding Constrictor is the the aggro kind of mid-range creatures deck. Are we talking we're into Constructed? It's having an yeah. impact there. Oh, yeah. Right, right, cool. Because uh, you can just build around all the rares. Virgerous Gear Hulk, uh, Rishkar, which is another rare from the new set that distributes plus one plus one counters. Um, this is the, the like benchmark creature deck of the format because it just creates a board presence intensely quickly and you, again you can't deal with it yeah uh so the combo decks are trying to ignore all those silly creatures and go Sahili on turn three turn four fell at our guardian kill you yeah so that's Find, just a legitimate play they're just gonna just, let it happen yeah. it's just the mm-hmm. thing but black green's got have you seen that happen yet yeah yeah uh, a guy really? went four nil with it at star city games last night Right. Yeah. That's going to last no time at all, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think... Because isn't everybody just going to be queuing up? They're going to be queuing up in front of their bins where um, Smuggler's Copter <laughs> yeah. is. Dumping them full- <laughs> yeah. Guardians in there. Sure. How, how brave would you have to be just to be buying a fistful of Sahelis and Felidar Guardians? It's this is a short thing. time only, it's right? It's fragile. It's very fragile. Any kill spell in your hand interrupts a combo because you do it in response to one of the triggers. Yeah. So they... they target it and you kill it oh sorry before there's two different scenarios sorry no, I'm One... trying... so what we've got we've got Sahili's already out there mm-hmm. oh no Sahili's in your hand Sahili's uh, best e- in your either hand or. either right. or right Felidar Guardian's there the dream is yeah. you go turn three Sahili tick it up so to keep it out of burn range okay but it's got to stand right. two counters so next turn you go Felidar Guardian target my Sahili comes back with three counters yeah. Negative two, target the fellow that I got in, makes a new one. Go again. Go again. So where do we interrupt that? So you got Sahili out. Yeah. Turn uh, turn four, you play fellow that I got in. Sahili... Sorry, uh, fellow that I got in targets Sahili. 
Yeah. For it to blink out. Yeah. And before Sahili comes back in with the thing, so in response to the fellow Guardian trigger, you yeah. kill the fellow Guardian. Okay. So I've got unlicensed disintegration or grasp of darkness or something. Yeah. So now the trigger from the fellow Guardian was still resolved. Sahili will come back into play, but there's no fellow Guardian for you to target with the neg two. Yeah. So you have to kill it. This is where the timing. So I had to explain this to a bunch of new players. I was like, you're going to see this combo out. Here's how to deal with it. And this is what I don't like about this combo. If everyone knows it's fragile and knows all the timing and stuff of where to kill it, yeah, it's fine. But if someone goes, I'm going to kill you with this infinite combo, people go, can I do anything? And you're like, not if you let me do this. And you kill him and you're like, it feels really bad. Yeah. But if you've got a kill spell, uh, the black green deck, hypothetically, he's playing Grasp of Darkness. Creature gets negative four, negative four. You've got to do the timing right. Because if you do it wrong... There's uh, there's no way that you can because it just makes another token and and you can't yeah. kill all of them and you've so, but yeah and and they've got a deck with four of each yeah. of these in there so even but if then you kill it, one, equally they can draw the other one. but equally you should have a deck with four cards with, or yeah. a fistful of cards that's going to interrupt kill spells this. so that the the alternate deck the fight back deck to these is just going to be a whole bunch of planeswalker removal and yep. creature death yep. yeah which is where I'm going and so, then there's a card that just goes oh win me the game but that's it it's like this. Does this happen that often in standard where it's just there's a move you do and you just win the game? Never. Very rarely. So this is. it seems that's the, the unfair, horrible game killing scenario, mm-hmm. it feels like. It's- so combo decks in standard, they've kept under wraps for a very long time because it's not fun to go to a no. tournament and <laughs> you, your first standard tournament, you build a cool vehicles deck and you go, turn four, I'll tap out for Depala. So next yeah. turn, you get a cool thing. And they yeah. go, they were on the place, so I go, turn four. This crappy planes where we got out, blink it, make a million fellow guns and kill you. And you're like, what? Sorry? <laughs> yeah. Excuse, excuse me? You do what? Judge? And Judge goes, yeah, this is a perfectly yeah, reasonable this is move. Fine. This happens. Two cards. One of them's an uncommon. One of them's a, re- a, <laughs> one, of them's a one of them's a planeswalker we laughed about. Yeah, we laughed. It was $3 the other week. <laughs> and you go, I'm not even going to attack it because I don't know anything about that. And how, how much is Sahili now? 25 Oh, really? $30? Yeah. They must have been laughing. They must have been going, look at these idiots. They're laughing at Sahili. What we've you got coming. See, we'll oh. put her on all the boxes and she'll <laughs> yeah. laugh in your face. Like, why, why have we got crap planeswalkers? Like, <laughs> yeah. I think we even did that on this podcast. We we're just like, she's trash. Yeah. She's the worst draft planeswalker ever as well. One of them. Um, did I they, think, is this a design flaw? Is it that they stuff up? I think it's it? on purpose. I think it it's is. on purpose. Oh, because wow. they, they want there to be an element of standard that's different to other standard formats. Well, and if one of the that, things right? that is... Because th- it's a world of invention and a world of... Bleh. Yeah. And Sahili is the marquee card from... One of the marquee cards from Kalash. And it's we all laughed at it. We did. And um, <laughs> I like her design in a deck that's built around her. But I don't like the design where you can just win immediately. No, that doesn't seem right, does it? It's not, it's not fun. There are lots of ways to interact with it, but I don't want to put f- ten cards in my deck just because. That because then you get two decks: it. it's the the anti Felidar Guardian yep. Sahili deck mm-hmm. and the Sahili exactly. Felidar Guardian deck, and um, and that's why they got rid of Smuggler's Copter because it was just the card that everybody had, it's right? Just ubiquitous. Hmm. So you good the, use of the word ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well uh, you have uh, it's a word of the day. Kai did mention Splinter Twin, so it's very similar yes. to Splinter Twin in Old Standard, which was illegal. Yeah, I was going to say they banned that for a long while. Didn't they, they did not ban. It in oh, they standard. Never, didn't it? So I thought it was a banned card. It was banned. It's banned in modern uh-huh. because in modern there's lots of very cheap counter spells and lots of ways to protect your combo, mm. and it also means you can never tap out because I just go, oh, Splinter Twin, kill you. 
this one is more interactable because it's a planeswalker, so you can deal any amount of damage to the planeswalker and interrupt it. Any kill spell kills the Felidar Guardian. But in standard, like, you would always have a kill spell for the thing. Doomblade was in that format. You have to have the mana held back at all times. You have to have the mana held back, so you need to be aware of it. Do you know what else is in the format with Splinter Twin? Jace the Mind Sculptor and Uh. Stoneforge Mystic, which (laughs) was the last time they banned cards in standard. And Splinter Twin wasn't good enough for that format, which is insane if you think about it. It's banned in modern now, but so are Jace and Stoneforge. So weird world that we're so, in now. but even Felidar Guardian Sahili you have to hold the mana back all the time yep. with you so there's no way oh there are a couple of things that I think are stop gaps for them one of them is authority of the consuls which is a enchantment from Kaladesh says whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your opponent's control you gain one life oh okay <laughs> yeah, so, so infinite life with the so uh, you make infinite cats I gain infinite life yeah right. also all your creatures all your opponent's creatures enter the battlefield tapped. So they can't kill yeah. you with the combo. Not that turn. No, they get oh. exiled at end of turn from Sahili's ability. Oh, do they? They do. Yeah. Oh. So, so Sahili just says, copy an artifact or creature you control, except it's an artifact in addition to its other types. It gets haste, exile at end of turn. Right. Mm-hmm. I see. So if you can survive, Fog. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Stop making a case for Fog. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> but if you can make all their creatures enter the battlefield tapped, they're useless because they just get exiled at end of turn. Anyway. <laughs> so, there. Okay. so they need to have a way to deal with your enchantment, but that costs one mana. So you just play it on turn one, they can never kill you with the combo. Oh, so it's an enchantment just sits there on the sits battlefield. There. So oh. you don't need to spend mana on it. Happy so days. That's, that's one way to do it. I've said happy days too many times. So I don't <laughs> know why. I was watching like Jamie Oliver recently or something. But <laughs> happy days, yeah. pucker. Bung it in the oven. Yeah, bung it, bung it on the battlefield. <laughs> Everyone's safe from that stupid combo, right? Um, the other stopgap that they have is a colorless card called Walking Ballista. So it costs XX. So you have to choose the X to be the same thing, obviously. If it's one, <laughs> yeah. it comes into play with Otherwise that it'd be many. XY, but go on. <laughs> it comes into play with that many counters on it. Mm. You can pay four generic mana to put a counter on it another one and you can remove a counter at any time for yeah. no mana cost to deal one damage to a creature or or player okay so the way that this that interrupts the combo times. is yeah uh you have one even one counter on your walking ballista they go sahili's out yeah Faladar guardian yeah target sahili comes yeah. back in yeah you negative two target your Faladar guardian goes down to one counter yeah. Before the token that you're making oh, when Sahili comes in, you ping the Sahili and it goes to the graveyard. And when the Felidar token comes in, there's nothing to copy. Yeah. Okay. So that is another way to do it without having any mana up. You are required to have either of these things in your opening hand so they can't kill you on turn <laughs> four. But I hope and I really and I pray that they don't ban the combo and they put enough stop gaps in all the sets to keep it in check. But right. we're going to have to be bothered by it and think yeah. about it. That's why I can't say it's surviving. For two years. For yeah. ne- October 2018, this combo rotates out if they don't ban it. October 2018. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a long way away. Long <laughs> way. Long time of being beaten to death by a million cats on turn four. And always having to think about, yeah, having a... You have to have a removal there. spell up. What color Sahili? Is she just... Blue, red. Blue, red. So blue, red, white. Looking around. You start getting yeah. either doing that. But the more sets they add to standard, the more powerful it becomes because you have more tools to be able to um, to protect your combo. Mm. But but also the removal and the answers 
will in- pool will increase. Oh, yeah. But the so I'm gonna have to think about oh, that for two I, years. I think I might ask, ask the prophet how long how long is it gonna last? <laughs> how long is it gonna Which last? Which prophet? Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. It's already. It's something I recorded ages ago. What I meant to say was, uh, I asked the prophet I asked, about. Yeah, I asked the prophet about. Yeah. It, so we'll wait until we that should, happens. Let's cut that section and redo it so it makes it. Uh, I don't know how to it's do too that. Late now. That's fine. And there's a lot of buttons on that <laughs> machine. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I asked the uh, the prophet about that, and uh, it's coming up in uh, after right after flavor takes a bit of hot garbage. Mm. Um, okay, so, well, how did you, just on the on the banning of cards? Mm-hmm. Well, Kai and I touched on this last time badly. We you know we struggled on. Um, you know, obviously smugglers cop to went. That's mm-hmm. a surprise. That well, it's surprising. It's not a surprise. That was quick. It was. Like, ve- oh, it's the quickest banning I think. Yeah, since since days of yore, when they banned a card before, almost they, before it hit shelves. I are think. they taking more risks with the set design? And it's it almost seemed bizarre that they hadn't playtested it enough to realize yeah. that everyone's just going to go, "This is great," because we all thought that. <laughs> at, at every rarity, they pushed a vehicle because they want vehicles to be like Kalash, whoa, vehicles. Yeah, yeah. So when draft, you had Renegade Freighter. Oh, that was a but they're colorless mana, so it's going to be fine forever in any yeah. deck. Renegade Freighter's so, on the cusp of being standard yeah. playable. Um, Smuggler's Copter, the fact it cost two, the fact it was a three-through with flying, if it didn't have flying, it would be even easier to deal with. And then you draw the... and discard a card whenever it attacks or blocks. So you if you draw... want. If you want. You if don't you even want. need to do it if your hand's really good. Thanks, Magic Jewels, for finally putting in, uh, paying attention to the word May in those <laughs> You text. just had to do it? If you yeah, had to no, yeah, they've changed it now so really? that you can, you can choose. Before it was you had to do it, you had to... So you'd be like, I guess I can't attack with my smuggler's cup. <laughs> uh, yeah. It had to go. It was... I am also surprised that the design and development didn't think that it was too good. Because yeah. it being colourless, it going in every single aggressive deck, and even in some... Non super aggressive decks. And the fact it looked so so much like Slave One, oh, it's just too cool. It's, just, you it's know, too cool. It looked the, good. The, like, do you know what this card needs? Some bitching art. Yeah, it does. They just just hint the fact that Boba Fett's riding this thing. Mm. It's like, yeah, ooh, you should, I would say get some altered, but they'll never be worth any money because it's banned. Hey, we've all got them. We've all got them. <laughs> yeah, I got, got four foils in the folder. Uh, I know. Take <laughs> them to the Grand Prix. <laughs> I'll maybe keep them as a memento of, of that time, but I don't think they'll get played in modern. There's it's probably lightning bolt is in modern. So. Huge smugglers cop the monument <laughs> in the in the hall. Well, it'll just look like slave one, and then we'll be like, Ooh, oh, slave one, slave oh, one. smugglers. Copter. No, remember that card, sl- uh, smugglers oh, copter. Sure. Yeah, slave yeah. slave copter. Was there anything else that got banned that you wanted to talk about? Uh, Emrakul got banned, but yeah. everyone was pretty happy with that. That deck was uh, Aetherworks Marvel was the main problem. Mm. So you go. Make energy on turn one, make energy on turn two, make energy on turn three. On turn four, play Aetherworks Marvel, which is an artifact. You tap, pay six energy, cast the card from the top six cards of your deck for free. Okay. So you'd play four Emrakuls in your deck, and yeah, you'd spin you'd the wheel <laughs> and hope to cast Emrakul on turn four. Most boring, horrendous yeah. deck to play against. Because you just watch it unfold. You watch it unfold. Yeah. And you, it's an artifact, <laughs> so you're not playing artifact removal in your deck. And also, as soon as they play it, you go kill it and they go, oh, I activate it in response. And you're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. And once Emrakul's been cast, industry- yeah. You, yeah. They, um, they take your turn because you cast it off Aetherworks Marvel. Yeah, oh, that, which reminds me, there's a couple of cards, or well, there's a card in this set, isn't it, where you get to have another combat. Mm, and I thought yeah. that's, in, that's an interesting trap, isn't it? Because, Lightning Runner, I think, or something. Yeah. Uh, could, is, that, is, that an inter- is that a good card or is that an interesting trap? Because having a second combat isn't necessarily as 
great as what it sounds, is it? Because everything can get damaged the first combat. It can. And then if you want to, you know, you might go, oh, I don't want to swing in again because then mm-hmm. you'll just kill off this guy that's already lost some toughness in, or you're hoping to get... In constri- so it's a 2-2 two, two double strike with haste. Right. Which is going to die pretty easily. Yeah. Um, but it triggers before it dies, so you could get another combat step after. But like you said, most of your creatures that they want to kill, they see it on the board and they go, I'm going to make my block so you can't attack me again. Yeah. So best case scenario, they're tapped out. Yeah. You're in that racing situation in draft yeah, or, you just or get whatever. Free hits. And you go, I got some energy. What are you tapped out? You, all your blockers are tapped. I, I kill you with yeah. not much on board because you're adding a 2-2 double strike, which is eight damage over two combat steps. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the best case scenario for that card. But otherwise it just dies. Does... Critical power and toughness does do every removal spell in, <laughs> in the format as well. So. Yeah. All right. So, Emrakul. Um, yeah. To... Aetherworks Marvel was miserable to play against. Yeah. And in Green Black Delirium, there was no way that you could recover from them casting two or three Emrakuls because they could just get them back with Liliana if they died. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, Emrakul, pretty miserable card to play against. It did everything they wanted it to do, which was be big and powerful and splashy and. And the top end for some of these delirium decks, but it was too easy to to abuse it. All right. Oh, and Reflector Mage, yeah, it was it, too little, too late. I know. I just made up the white blue flash uh, deck, and then it was just like, oh, Smoker's Doctor bin, Reflector Mage bin. <laughs> oh. Deck's still good. Yeah, yeah. It's you still you good. add add black for um, Scrap Heap Scrounger and some removal spells. Yeah, oh, Scrap Heap Scrounger. Yeah, you talked about that one yeah. as well. Huh? Mm-hmm. All right. And talking about abuse, how about some flavor text? You. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. All right. Flavor text. Flavor text is uh, this one's called "Funny Flavor from Forever." The, the, the four F's of flavor text. The funny flavor forever. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. This is from. Oh, there's, there's symbols on these cards. I don't even know what they mean. <laughs> I think I recognize. Let's just see. Uh, none of them. So, jump straight into it. Here we go. Number one. Number one. Funny flavor text from... Ah, sorry. Funny flavor from for, forever. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Finding themselves in a new and unexplored world, they immediately set it on fire. See how that's funny? And it's flavor text. <laughs> and it's from forever. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. Aaron's score, if you're playing at home, so far is one. That's what you got to try and beat his top score will be four so if you're already on a couple you go try and do pretty well this immediately finding themselves in a new world they immediately set it on fire surely. there's not not the word immediately appeared twice in your version i think it only immediately appeared when they finding, arrived immediately in the new world yeah. finding themselves in a new and unexplored world they immediately set it on fire sure. right yeah. yep there's a kind of mentality isn't there on that I think it only applies to one type. <laughs> right. Flavor text, funny flavor from forever. Number two is, I want a banana this big. Oh, what's his name? That's the one I think we've talked about before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want a banana this big. Yeah, that's the symbol. You just did it. Yeah. Aaron just reenacted the picture. I want a banana this big. I think they were taking a bit of taking a piss out of Heather Hudson's uh, art. <laughs> yeah, that, that's scenario. exactly what they were doing. Yeah, they, it came back and they went, I, right. I forgot what it's called, though. Oh, it's like... Uh, um, <laughs> I want a banana this big. Oh, it's weird how they called it. Oh, we'll talk about it later on. <laughs> All right. Uh, funny flavor from Forever number three is 
run away. It's an um, run away. <laughs> Nomad sentry. <laughs> <laughs> bit, of, bit of acting there. Uh, does that ring a bell? Uh, uh, I, well, I shouldn't say it. I'll say it, it for um, the answers. Uh, Run away. It's an um, run away. And it's a nomad sentry. That's what got me thinking that you might be able to work it out. Cause a nomad sentry. When did, when did that yeah. happen? A nomad. When were they knocking about the place in the magic world? Hmm. They're, they're on Zendikar because in Zendikar, the. Oh, okay. The, That's not a Zendikar. Nomads are on Zendikar. It's probably not from where they are. No, it's not. Um, I'm just going to go for. Something. All right. Well, let's go to the top. Funny flavor from forever. Uh, you've got finding themselves in a new and unexplored world. They immediately set it on fire. What did um, you go with? Well, What's I'm doing thinking? Some, some, some logic. Yeah, absolutely. You need to. It's goblins. Yeah, absolutely. It's lo- goblins. Because I love setting stuff on fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, right. and they're crazy. Yeah. Um, and why would goblins find themselves on a brand new world? The only time I can think of that happening was when the shards collided on Alara. And right. there's a there's a thing from there's a card from Conflux and it's got goblins holding torches and stuff. You might be I think you're reenacting is, the card. Is the card Goblin Raze Runners? It is Goblin Raze Runners. Conflux, genius. Okay, I think I can remember what it does. Yeah, go on. But I didn't play very much of the set. It's two and a red, two and two reds, two two red red, two oh, red. Okay, red. yeah, cool. And um, when it enters, uh, it's a two two. It's a three four. Oh, oh. Ooh, wow! What is this card? Yeah, Goblin Raise Runners is a two and two mountains for a three four creature goblin warrior. For it... one in a mountain, you can sacrifice a land and put a plus one plus one counter on Goblin Raise Runners. Uh, at the end of your turn, you may have Goblin Raise Runners deal damage equal to the number of plus one plus one counters on it to target player. Whoa! Is it rare? Uh, yeah. Cool. Cool That's little, pretty interesting. Cool isn't little it? card, and the flavor works because they're setting fire to the yeah, land. Setting fire to the land, crazy bastards. Yeah, oh, them goblins. I tell you what. Sweet. Wow, you're off to a flyer. Two overall score of two. Um, I want a banana this big. There's there's two cards, and they're they're funny because of jokes. One of them I think is Gorilla Chieftain, right? And I think that this is Gorilla Chieftain. The other one is Uktabi Orangutan, Orangutan, and it's an orangutan in the front and in the back there's two monkeys that look like they're having sex like in the <laughs> really? background yeah oh, but i can't remember which card. one is is which i think i want to i think it's gorilla chieftain well there is uh, there is i don't know if there is a card called gorilla chieftain it's neither it's, oh it's interesting because this is the card is a three and two forests for a four four and, oh, not, not bad. For, and it's, oh, it's an old school set, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's a, they've called it a Titan for 4 4, which isn't usually what a Titan would I'll be. I'll have a look at the picture in a minute. And... Gorilla Titan. Gorilla. It's called Gorilla Titan. It's called Gorilla Titan. Uh, and it yeah. is a gorilla standing on a log with his arms outstretched, and he says, I want a banana this big! Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we've talked about that before. It's mm, just like stupid yeah. cards. Best flavor text ever, I think. (laughs) And then uh, the final one, uh, funny flavor from forever, question number three. Run away. It's an um, run away. Nomad Sentry. This is from the same, looking at the logo on this, this is from the same set as Gorilla Titan. Oh, okay. That means Mark Rosewater probably wrote it. Um, (laughs) So there's, um, there's been a... A set of creatures that are specific to magic called Lurgoifs. I was, 
Okay. Is the creature type Logoi? No, it's a horror. Ah, then I, then I don't know it then. Oh. Um, maybe, maybe if you th- if Mark Rosewater wrote this card, perhaps it would be like, run away, run, <laughs> run away, it's, it's an, an um, um, run away. That's classic Mark Rosewater humor. Yeah, that is quite funny. Uh, um, I have no idea then. Okay, wow, I've stumped you here tonight. Mm. Uh, it's four, I'll just read through it without giving you a card. Four and a swamp for a creature horror. It's a four, three with flying. Whenever cursed monstrosity mm, no, becomes a target of a spell or ability, sacrifice it unless you discard a land from your hand. Oh, and it's like, yeah. a, it's like a flying mole. Oh, <laughs> is that what you, is that how you describe it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's mole with wings. Disgusting. Yeah. Mole with wings, it is cursed. It's not even flying, it's on the ground because it's so fat. Oh, it's cursed. It's like it's been given it's wings and you can't even fly. That's it's like, funny. have you heard Ricky Gervais ever talk about um, like Daddy Long Legs? No. It's like, he's doing some sort of like, Daddy all right. Daddy Long Legs? Yeah. I feel like I have heard <laughs> yeah. of He's going like, all right, I'm going to make it, I'm going to give you the, uh, oh, I think he's being God. You know, he's yeah. going, like, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to make you the most venomous uh, animal on the planet. <laughs> and Daddy Long Legs is like, fucking great. I'm going to go around and bite and everything. Like, ah, I just want <laughs> to bite you. Oh, no teeth. Ow, bite. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm going to make your um, teeth so small that you can't even penetrate the, uh, the, yeah. the, the, the dermis of the most yeah. thinnest skinned animal. Yeah. yeah. Cursed monstrosity. Daddy Cursed. long legs. All right, what did you end up on? I think you got one. I got two. Race runners. Two. Two overall. Um, I, the only reason that I really know cards like an encyclopedically yeah. is if I've played them in draft. Because when you draft, you see every card and yeah. over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. I never drafted any of these sets. This is from uh, Odyssey. Cursed Monstrosity and Gorilla Titan from Odyssey. Yeah. And I played a very small amount of Conflux. So that's why I, I knew the, the picture of Yeah. The, but you, you, you acted out at Gorilla Titan. It's because it's come up in stupid flavor text articles on, online. No. Yeah. Do you want to come back uh, before we go into just a hot garbage? Because you yeah. know how long that takes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just come back and have a quick talk about uh, Fatal Push. Just yeah, after, sure. oh, yeah. A musical break, just so we can you know, yeah. reset ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, wow. This is topic discussion number three. Never before done. No. This is, this is without Kai here to keep us in check. Let's do whatever <laughs> yeah, we want. Do what, do what I like. <laughs> oh, man, no rules tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Fatal Push, you, you mentioned it. This, this is a card worthy of discussion. Yeah, so this is a very interesting card. Um, before they banned Smuggler's Copter, yeah. they said, we see Smuggler's Copter being everywhere. This yeah. is maybe a month before the banning happened. They said, we see Smuggler's Copter everywhere. Don't worry. How do when, we deal with it? When Aether Revolt comes out, we got some answers for you. Yeah. The answers... <laughs> Couldn't wait for that, could they? The answer <laughs> was a card called Fatal Push. Mm-hmm. It costs a black mana. Just one black mana. Destroy target creature if its converted mana cost is two or less. Oh, it's an instant. So you're going to be able to knock something out of the sky, for example. Yeah. So undercosted is... stuff. Yeah. Whatever. You can also kill Winding Constrictor. Blah, yeah. blah. But mostly crappish sort of cards. Yeah. Mid- so you're not getting huge bombs unless they're. But that was a pretty good. That's a pretty good rate for that card, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Oh, there's, there's more. more. Oh dear. Revolt. If a permanent you control left the battlefield this turn. Yeah. Uh, destroy target creature if it's converted mana cost is four or less. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. For that's... one black mana. This is... That is pretty is amazing, unbelie- right? This is one of the best removal spells ever printed. It does In standard, it kills pretty much everything. All you have to do is have a permanent leave the battlefield, but then it kills all the early stuff. Heart of Kieran, 
uh, it would have killed Smuggler's Copter. But yeah. Heart of Kieran's like a premier mythic rare vehicle. Just gets killed And by it's ra- it rates it on the four mana or less, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, mostly on the two. The fact that you can get two mana or less and then you have to work a little bit to get four mana or less. Yeah, so every card, four mana or less. So, yeah, so that's a great way to come back at all those green cards that are getting out of hand. Yeah. Even with the counters or um, just like anything. It doesn't matter how big, big they are, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like a burn spell, and this is one of the best black removal spells ever printed. And so, well, not for standard. Let's have a look at modern, (laughs) where modern, the game's over by turn four. Yeah. Turn two, three, four, these combo decks can kill you. Fatal Push is suddenly the best removal spell in modern. Before, they were relying on Lightning Bolt, which doesn't kill these huge creatures that you can pump out really early. It, but it's one mana because you need to be able to just react to yeah. people doing stuff really quickly. Is it, what, is it instant speed? It's instant. All <laughs> oh, right, wow. Uh, and the other one was in white path to exile. You can exile any creature, but they get a basic land out of their deck and put it into play tapped. Okay. So it's like at a, at a cost to yeah. kill anything. Fader Push is just like in modern, you've got lots of ways to activate revolt at instant speed. You've got fetch lands, you've got like. Oh, if yeah, if yeah. one of your creatures dies to one of their lightning bolts, <clears> then you can just fatal push their thing that costs four or more. Uh, four or less, sorry. Um, but everything in modern, because you need to be so fast, costs two or less. Tarmogoyf, yeah. one of the most expensive creatures ever printed, costs two, dies to this fatal push. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So modern's been changed by this random uncommon kill spell they printed pretty much to kill Smuggler's Copter, <laughs> which they banned. Yeah. And now it's like foils are $40. Wow. For an uncommon. So is this lining up for uh, getting Bandit itself? Because it's No, because it's just doing stuff efficiently. It doesn't yeah. bother standard too much. Modern, it's interesting, changes stuff up a lot. But it's getting played in Legacy now as well, where, where like all the creatures... What's, what? Go run, run Legacy. I, keep, you know, I, I need to always refresh on the... So Legacy is all the cards in Magic's history ever with yeah. a very strict band list. Okay. So it's like play any card you want. But the best of them, and we banned the absolute broken stuff, Black Lotus. The, right. um, the so modern is from about 2008 onwards, isn't it? Modern's uh, um, 2007 on. Yeah, yeah, 2008 yeah. onwards. Somewhere. somewhere around that. Okay, so that's not everything. That's like a good 12 what, yeah, years. Yeah, 12 years or something. Okay. And um, so modern is, is most popular because it's easy to get the, easier to get the cards. Yeah. But the fact that this uncommon from the latest set is making waves in legacy, modern, and standard is a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Uh, I'd get your copies now. It will be $20 in yeah. six months. Why, why, why? For an uncommon. An uncommon. So what, are they, what are they going for now? Uh, we're selling for an uncommon that you can just open from a $6 booster pack. We're selling them for $9. All right, and yeah, and if you get a fire one, just if you get a fire one, put I'm not going to buy it. For perfect, you. perfect, <laughs> perfect. perfect yeah. Keep it in a safety <laughs> deposit box. It'll be worth a hundred bucks. Yeah, oh, well, wow. maybe, maybe, maybe fifty dollars. Wow, that's oh man, that's a profit call. I think he might have said something about that. I'll have to edit it out. See if you've just dropped it in there. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So, is is there any other highlight cards from Aether Revolt we should keep our eyes on? That not necessarily hot garbage, but hot, hot. Good, good stuff. I'm just waiting for the, the Pro Tour is going to define a lot of this stuff. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. The big question is, will there be a control deck that can beat the combo, that Sahili cat, yeah. copycat deck, and the black-green counters deck? Which Would that be a hot tip to win the, the Pro Tour? A control deck that can beat those two things. Oh, okay, yeah. so the control deck will win, not mm-hmm. the actual deck yeah. itself. Because mm-hmm. the pros will always be one step ahead. You don't want to be playing the aggro deck with Silly Snake in it. You want to be the thing that beats that and everything else. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh. 
You have to get your thinking caps on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, right after this, we'll tell you which cards not to. Not necessarily because they're bad. This is a, we should explain hot garbage because doesn't get you don't get a long time to explain the no. this hot garbage segment. Once the hot garbage melody begins, it's pretty. Harmony. It's on and it's off. It's again. on and it's off. It's gone. What hot, hot garbage is about? In case you've been wondering, is not necessarily cards that are actually bad. They might just uh, a grievous focus of the mm. the art, or there might be some flavor text on it, which is just annoying. Or they might just be that card that everyone thinks is great and it just shits you. <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah. But the, we'll give a reason. All right. And right after this, example of hot garbage. Hot garbage. Aaron Graham, what have you got for hot garbage this week? Blue, white decks and draft. Why Ooh, can't whole... you give me what I want? Yeah. And let me play a cool blue white deck. You got to keep printing these crappy blue commons and stuff. I just want to play blue white. Come on. I don't want to play black green anymore. Blue white does suit you. Yeah. Thanks. That's uh, Aaron Graham, hot garbage. I'm going to go with Aether Geode Minor because it sounds like a chord that I can't play on the guitar. <laughs> also, it gives me the shits because it's like that sort of, uh, you know, it's like I'm, I'm attacking with this. Ooh. And then am I? Ooh. Oh, I'm not. Ah. I might. I'm, no, I'm not. Ah. Oh, no, ooh. I am. Ah. What are you going to ah. do? Ooh. Ah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stupid Aether Geode Minor. Block with a server? Oh, I guess I'll blink it out. That's, that's going to be my musical opus when I grow up and be an amazing composer. This is Aether Geode Minor by David Wildsmith. In A, G minor. And the crowd will stand up and go, that was hot garbage. <laughs> All right, this is nice. Let's finish the uh, guided tour around the uh, consulate. It's bloody music's everywhere. They're piping it in through the speakers or something. I might just go into the gift shop over here in the consulate and uh, get myself a commemorative coin. That's a nice flag. Jeez, I'll tell you what the price is on these things. These Aetherborn will suck you dry for the bloody money. There's a nice postcard for Mum. I might just... Hang on a minute. Who's that behind the counter? Bloody hell, that's Aaron Graham. That... Hey! I... I didn't know you were selling postcards at the consulate. <coughs> what? What, are you, what are you doing in here? Oh, so it's selling, you. selling postcards. Hello. Oh, my sorry. child. Yes. From the father. Ether. Yeah. You've got a lot of blue mist floating around you today. You're very mystical looking. That'll you be, must be full of premonitions. That'll be one Kaladesh dollar, please. What? Just that. to inhale that blue mist? No, for the postcard. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, here you go. It's, it says 20p on it. But Thanks. Okay. P for. Um, Short yeah, for... Aether Penny. Yeah, Aether Penny. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a flashback to that. Um, yeah, whilst I've got you here, I was just uh, wondering if you'd uh, seen anything. There's a lot of... Uh, I think this Inventors Fair is going to be wrapping up soon or anything like that. But mm. There's some crazy stuff going on it in is the known. world of magic. It yeah. is known. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, for example, uh, you got any idea how long this Felidar Guardian uh, Sahili garbage mm. is going to happen? Yeah, I have uh, seen that as well. Yeah, is that going to be around Sahili for a while? Rai, the Inventor... Yeah. Friend of Rashmi. She's been creating these cat beasts, been annoying the shit out of everyone. <laughs> yeah. Cats she, everywhere. She's like, cats cat, everywhere. She's a crazy haven. cat lady yeah, running yeah. a Sahili Rai cat haven. Mm. What do you reckon? Pro Tour so, Aether Revolt. I see yeah. some Sahili decks, but not enough to win. To win. Ooh. It's too catty. Fragile. Cat. As you say. Yeah. I don't think it will be banned until about six months from now. Will there be a like a catnip kind of uh deck to fight off like <laughs> fight off the uh you know the fellow I, I, I hope not. That would be pretty no. lame. 
if there was just a deck that's just like, oh, I'm just going to beat Cat. Catnip or the vet. The, the vet. vet. The vet. One. Getting spayed. Yeah. Or a bit more than that, they just put them down. <laughs> Ooh. That'd be sad. Um, but no, no, uh, I, I don't, th- I think it will not be banned for at least six months. Six months. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's, it's going to happen. What do you mean you think? You don't usually think. You know, don't you? There is no think. There's only no. I think you told I see, me that once. I uh, see cloud, cloudy. Ooh, oh, we got a headache. Ooh. Here's, here's another um, Aether Revolt dollar. Oh, th- oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my headache's gone. It's yeah. amazing. Um, I don't think. I, I know. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I thought. I yeah, yeah. You got weird. I also see mm. death. Oh, really? One of the Gatewatch. Oh, good. I mean, oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> um. <laughs> the Gatewatch are leaving Kaladesh now to go to Armanket. Yeah. Everything's been pretty peachy for all of them. They yeah, killed the Eldrazi that. Titans. Kind of Mary sued it. Yeah. It was pretty easy. Was... Killed the Eldrazi Titans. What's, what's going to happen? Come to Kaladesh? Oh, let's destroy the planet bridge with a, with a thopter with Chandra <laughs> on it and set it on fire. <laughs> oh, it worked. Yeah. Desert's disappeared. Everything went better than expected. But let's go to Armin Ket and punch Nicol Bolas in the, in the balls. In the nuts, yeah. I'm sure that will go really well. One. Yeah. One. There's oh. one too many member of the Gatewatch. Sounds one like of them it. is going to die. Sounds like a TV soapy. One of them will die. I uh, think Gideon's going to die. Yeah, I, I was going to yeah. say, can it be Gideon? Yeah. Um, <gasps> what if it's Healy Ryan and the fellow that guy? She's not in the Gatewatch. They didn't invite oh, her. Oh, they're not, are they? Yeah. No. Uh, but um, yeah. I, I foresee yeah, sorry. Nicol Bolas yeah. corrupting Gideon, yeah, using him against the Gatewatch, mm-hmm. and then killing him in Nicol Hour Bolas. of Devastation, which is when we'll see Nicol Bolas. Right, he's definitely going to be gonna there. Be, yeah, because I know, saw him on the booster packaging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, oh, is that where you get most of your premonitions from? Just from looking at the packaging. What? what was that? I got a headache. I got to go. <laughs> Goodbye. Was that it? Oh, don't go. Oh, so I'm now just behind the desk, but oh. move on. I got other customers. <laughs> hey, they can't return this postcard. It's garbage. It's not hot garbage. Yeah. Uh, oh, I shouldn't have bought this one. It's Oh, anyway. Nates and Twos! Nates and Twos, my God, there's like a bunch of stuff going on oh, over at the... Uh, oh, there's too many Blood Rage comments to read out. Yeah, I know, we've got a few, though. It's a bajillion. Who have you got? You, you work with one of them. Yeah, though, Dylan Exley. Yeah. Worked with him at the Chinese... My very first job. Yeah. At Corumbine Chinese Restaurant. Pretty good on the sweet and sour pork. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and the And the... Oh, Da Chao Fun, which is a small fried rice. Is it now? Yeah. Or a large fried rice. What did Dylan Exley have to say for himself? Dylan Exley said the miniatures for this... The game, Blood Rage. Look fantastic. Yeah, they are, man. I'll have to show you some of them. I agree. Have you seen any of the the stuff? Man, some of the (laughs) expansions that have got over there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just the Fenrir. I'm not... Like, you know, some people are crazy about wolves and they've got, like... Motorbikes with wolves yeah, painted wolves, on them, jackets wolves, with wolves yeah. and t-shirts with wolves. Did you see I'm my like, wolf backpack that I bought in Malaysia? No, I would have habitually ignored it because I think wolves. Wolf. Yeah, Fenrir the miniature, which is an expansion, is a wolf god. Fantastic. Yeah, wow. brings Ragnarok down upon whatever land it's happening to stand in. Uh, <laughs> That's what his special skill is. I like uh, Brennan White. I did mention this when he wrote this comment. Uh, that this would get stuck in my head all day, and it did. And in fact, we're about. Well, a week down the track still his comment was i think he got the lyrics wrong but he said 
We come from the land of ice and snow, from the midnight sun where the hot springs flow. Yeah, you know? Led Zeppelin? No. Oh, you don't know that Sorry, song. Sorry, I'm very... I don't, I don't really know Led Zeppelin I don't listen to classic, to classic songs. Oh, don't get me started on classics. I, if, you know when people tell you that, oh, this is a classic. It started in English Lit in high school. People yeah. go, this book is classic. You'd read it and you go, I think it's shit. Yeah, I, yeah, that's the thing. I, and then people telling you what is a classic. I and just I'll, have I'll to decide pander, what yeah, my classic cause, is. Because if I go, I didn't like... Listening to Led Zeppelin when I put it on, people nah. are like, "How, d- how yeah, dare exactly. you? How dare you? It's a classic." I'm like, I decide whether I like it or not. I don't like it right now. Yeah, I d- I've never From read it. From your context, you were told it was great. And, mm, Led Zeppelin Four, the one with Stairway to Heaven on it, I think is all right. I just never like. No, I'm yeah. thinking if you're going to try, listen to try Physical that. Graffiti and all yeah, that. No, nah. no. Nah. Nah. There was like there was a Bogan crowd in high school, loved them all, and it was like that. It's like you have to like. Led yeah. Zeppelin, and I was in a Van Halen. No, I'm, I don't know why I'm admitting this. So that was kind of in that world. So you yeah. had to like it. I listened to it. and I was Give like, it a go. I don't like it, but I don't want to. I don't want to admit it to the bullies. You're just like, yeah, yeah, man. Throw yeah. The horns. yeah, yeah man. David Rock Master and Metal. Roll, Battle of Evermore. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what that's what that song's for. It's not bad. It's great drumming on it. But yeah. Anyway, Brennan White. I'm still singing that song to this day. Yeah. Also, you got you've, you've um, a few. Right? So you know how I talked about. Patchwork before. Oh, yeah, you and did. And Agricola. I'd forgotten about that. Yui Rosenberg, yeah. great designer. His latest game yeah. is a Viking game. It's called A Feast for Odin. And I thought it meant like dining yeah. on the flesh of your enemies, but it's literally about having a Viking banquet. <laughs> it's feeding yeah. Vikings. Um, and right, he who, says, Who's coming? Let me write their names down. <laughs> so yeah. um, Thorson, Thorsonson. Jorgensen. Yeah. That's 48 Leaf. people already. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paul Lean says he's been rocking a lot of Feast for Odin. Very well rated game. Yeah. Says, been rocking a lot of Feast for Odin. Might be time to kill for him as well. <laughs> By playing Blood Rage, I assume. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so he's not, we haven't inspired him to go out and just like. Be murdering. Murderous. Yeah. Been rocking a lot of Feast uh, for Odin. Yeah. And just lots of people. Uh, Justin Blankley says, miss a Kickstarter on this one. He's hoping I can win one. Troy says, this has been in my. Wishlist for a Shile now. Don't know what a Shile is. No, I if think, I don't want this I one, the, I may go into a blood rage myself. So. I've seen Troy Cleary, his, his keyboard. I haven't met, ever met him, but I've, I've looked at his keyboard. The S and the W, very close together. Oh, sticky. Yeah. They're stuck together. Yeah. yeah. From yeah, Well, that's why he's written Shile. I think he was going for a while. But it could be a, an, an ancient Norse word for well, a long time a long ago. Time. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. Good, good, legit uh, Norse talking, Troy. Anyway, uh, usual stuff. You know, if if uh, we just talked about it in your comments, and oh, hang on, I bet you Matt's got one of his bonkers uh, posts as well. Should we have a, a quick look? Oh yeah, Logan. Did you see this? No, I didn't. Yeah, Matt put a, a preview out for Logan. Um, I never got into the X Men stuff, and I do like. Um, I think you know, Hugh, Hugh Jackman's Jackman. a great Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, He's fantastic. bang on, right? But, but Halle Berry's storm is like, please, <laughs> please stop, please. Matt said, I'm excited about Logan. Is anyone else excited? I am, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> My comment was, are you excited about this, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> and he just wrote, I am excited about this, David. Fascinating. You're missing out on this sort of content. <laughs> yeah. This is the sort of content. I, I saw the Logan post. I didn't see that. <laughs> I am excited. Yeah, and Chris Chris Jones t- chimed in with the Hurt trailer is one of the best trailers ever. Mm. Is that another movie, or is I that the Logan? It might be the name of the Logan. The Logan trailer. one. Yeah, I All assume. Right. Go on, wherever. Right. Chris. Is like, I really like the trailer for the Hurt Locker. 
Yeah. Chris Jones is a fantastic looking man. Uh, I don't know who his boyfriend is, though. In the like, isn't he? He's a good looking oh, man. Oh, she's gorgeous. Oh, it's a she? Oh, sorry. Christa- oh, that's Chris. All oh, right, gotcha. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's, it's, confused. Yeah, no, Have you not fine. met Chris yet? Are they both called Chris? <laughs> he is called Chris. Yeah, I've met Chris. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know what we just did there, Chris. We're apologies. Yeah. We apologies. Yeah, we're losing faculties. We duped ourselves. Yeah, write to us, podcast at sevenlandhand.com. Get a, get a badge. We've got like a whole bunch of badges now. We've got Hyper Magic Nerd Badge. Not many of them. I think we're down about four. They will be very limited. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're limited now. Yeah. Four. They were originally I think, limited. I think I've got to remember to put one to one side. Otherwise, I'll be a very happy Hyper Magic Nerd Badge. You have to buy one back off Jess or someone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's the Hot Gar Badge. Which is my favourite one. Yeah, no, like sorry, one. it's not my favourite one. It's my favourite one. It's hot garbage, actually. Hot garbage. And then there's the advertising tool. It's which... my favourite. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> that Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Daniel. He requested an advertising tool. Yeah. Uh, it's just off the top of my head. Uh, who Do else? we need to keep telling people, you're not the, an advertising tool, the badge is an advertising tool? Or I don't know. You can it's, be an advertising tool. It depends. You decide you the spirit like... in which you want to wear it, whatever mm. your spirit badge yeah, is. You, you know what? You are a tool. Oh, well, we are. Well, we I are a tool. We are a tool. We is a tool. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, write in. Tell us what's going on in your world uh, regarding Aether Revolt. Love to see some, I'd love to see some posts where people send in a post going, this is what I drafted, and we just go, mm. that's a bonkers hand, sunshine. Yeah. Or I did this, or I drafted check this, this. Check out the seven-land hand, I just mulliganed. That happens, that happens quite frequently. Mm. Or, yeah, I played all of those, uh, what we talk. I played the automaton deck. <laughs> <laughs> And I won a game. Yeah, you did it. You know what? That'll never happen. Uh, yeah, so send, send it to our Facebook page and we can all have a, a chat and a laugh and a, a whatever or, or a discussion, figure out what could have happened. Uh, or what have I got here? Send, your, send, send our Facebook page photos of your drafted deck or your hot girlfriend who just happened to be standing in the background when you photographed the amazing deck. Or even if you went one, two with the deck, you can send tell, a picture of your girlfriend. You can tell I wrote this uh, little bit of script when I was alone in the house by myself. <laughs> Just one of you. Hot girlfriend. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, get in touch and comment on our Facebook page. Mm. You can win Blood Rage, Aaron. Yeah. How? Tell me how. By leaving a comment on the post for episode 85, which is, I sounded drunk, went all Dudley Moore drunk then. Yeah, by leaving a comment on episode 85. Uh, currently pinned to the top of Seven Land Hand Facebook page. Thanks, good games, giving away games every month. Mm. That's not a bad deal. Not bad at all. Yeah. And, um, oh yeah, we've, uh, we're going to be cracking uh, Burgle Brothers. Have you seen this game? I have seen it. Yeah, it looks fun. I don't know if I don't know I, if what we get inside is we get to build a skyscraper, or if that was a Kickstarter exclusive, or what. All of these things will be to uncovered. Heist to steal from. Yeah, you do. Cool. But yeah, I think it might have been a Kickstarter special, so I might be disappointing people yeah. everywhere. But there's a skyscraper thing or something, and you get to run around. Mm. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be talking to Tim. Uh, I thought it was Flowers, but it might be t- Fowers. Tim Fowers, the know. design game designer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently Matt and Jamie right now having a chat with him. Yeah. Uh, the Good Games Magic Championship oh my God. is in full swing. Yeah. Um, any we, magic, op- we should have opened with this. Any magic tournament that you enter at any Good Games store... In, in the world. In the world. Yeah. Uh, from January to June earns you points in the same way that you win points in the, in the thing. We're three, talking to you, Indianapolis. Three points for a win, <clears throat> yeah. one point for a draw, will get you closer to qualifying uh, for... The store championships. So it's the store champion. So you, what you've, you've got to do, you've got to get to 100 points. 100 points. And so then, that's 33 
plus match wins. Yeah, and so then over six months is not that. Yeah, hard. easy, right? That's three. Pre- that's two pre-releases. So then the store itself will run a championship amongst those people. Yep. Mm-hmm. So good games uh, in in our state, <clears throat> Joondalup, uh, Cannington, and Rockingham will all run their own individual one. Yeah. To qualify for that store championships, you have to have a hundred points won in that store. Oh right, yeah. And then if you do well at that one, they fly you to nationals. Where you oh, play. so there's no regional thing. So it's not like a, a Cannington versus Rockingham no, versus. Oh. Yeah. I can't remember. I thought it was like a regional there thing. There might be a regional one. should have one. checked our facts mm-hmm. before we launched into this. But there, if, if there is a regional one, cool. And then yeah, if you want the regional playing. one, they fly you over to PAX to play in yeah. the thing. And then Which is awesome to If start you win with. that, they pay for your flights to go to any Grand Prix in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just choose one that's in your home state and go. And, yeah, you're like, I'm more yeah. around, buddy. Really. I, don't, I don't really know where to get fast food in uh, <laughs> Stockholm, so I'll just... Uh... I'd go to the Russia one. Would Ooh. you? It'll be a hassle, but I'd just go. <laughs> yeah, or get... one of the South American ones. Just oh, play where... magic and get knifed outside. Where would you go? Venue. That's a post. I'd just go to a North American one, I think. Would you? Yeah, just a big North American one. Oh, you could do... Surely they have, like, uh, Tropical Island Paradise ones. I just ones. love North America. Wait, I just love you... the food. Oh, Trump. Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> I'll go to Europe. <laughs> yeah, Trump's going to ban you from going in there. Yeah, I, I look know. vaguely ethnic. Do you? Vague. Like, like the hint yeah hint of being he'll smell be like, get he'll, out he'll smell it on you that's yeah. it yeah and yeah oh well we're doing we're usually opening with a trump joke on every podcast so we'll probably get banned just for that yeah. sooner or later yeah. we got uh, seven land hand those yeah. boys at seven land hand oh no that's blacklisted that's someone that's a different president sorry oh i'm sure look it's down south sort of guys why are we talking about stuff we don't know only going to get us into trouble uh all right well um what else have we got we've got that's about it yeah, I'm just grumpy about you. You were telling me a great story about oh, I magic didn't, I jewels. Didn't, yeah, oh, we're in the sign-off territory. Yeah, magic jewels. What happened was this is the whole thing about playing magic online or any kind of automated game. I was having a look. What was the name of the card? I told you, Bomat Courier. Bomat Courier, just to find out what it did. Now you can right trigger, zoom in, right trigger, zoom out. I had, I, you know, I'd been taken a hiding. <laughs> I was on about five life. The opponent was on about 20 because I hadn't, you know, slightly getting started. But I had, I was looking at my hand going, no, nah, no, nah, man, I'm seeing how I I'm getting can, back into uh, this. Yeah. I can do this. I can, I can do this. And I was excited because I could really legit mm-hmm. do it. Oh, I wonder what this Bomat courier does. I'll just right trigger, swing it in, have a look. And I went, nah, I don't really want to do any of that. Did I right trigger, put it away? No, he didn't. No, I pressed activate card ability which means uh discard your hand yeah (laughs) and replace it with all the cards you exiled with bomat courier which at that time how many cards do you have uh zero oh (laughs) i did to activate the madness cards in your hand uh no no no, because i was playing pure aether revolt (laughs) so yeah so my hand that was going to get me back into it from five life uh yeah that just went straight into the graveyard and i got all of zero cards into my hand yay did you win no, it died no, horribly it very, very shortly after I, that. I had a similar thing happen to me on Magic never ha- That would never happen in real life. No, you just like, buy my <clears> courier. <throat> oh, no, I've, I've discarded my hand. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's gone. It's mana. right there, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. Can I just There's not do that? Can I not do what I'm doing now? Can I stop myself? No, you, you press cannot. You press the button on the controller. <laughs> There's a card called Chandra's Revolution in Aether Revolt. It does yes. four damage to a creature. Yeah. Tap a land. It doesn't untap for a turn. Yeah. So I... Tap four mana, click the creature. No, no, I click the creature. Yeah, and then I start tapping my my land, 
And what it's and and then it goes cool. Your land's not going to untap. And I was like, Ex- what? Excuse Wait, me. So, because how I usually cast spells is I click the thing and I yeah. go good. Then I tap my mana to make sure I untap the right mana. Yes. But because Magic Online glitches out all the time, I click on the land I want to tap and keep tapped, and then I click on it for mana again because I'm just like click 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 click, and so I just kill that creature but tap one of my own lands, and it keeps happening to me because I forget uh. about the land tapping thing. <laughs> so I'm just like kill your guide. I really hate this land. I'm going to keep it tapped. Just like, it's real, could you imagine that happening in real life? Like, your guy, uh, fuck this mountain up. Yeah, look, I'd, it away. I'd really like to play my six drop next, like now, but you know what? I'm happy on five. I'm happy on five. I don't need more. I'm, I'm a man scared. of simple it's just means. It's bad matters. You're just shoving <laughs> yeah. it in their face. You're like, I don't even know. I'm not even going to tap your land. I'm going to tap my land. No, playing a six drop's just showing off. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't even know why I put it in my deck Meh. in the first place. I still have the six drop in my hands. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, that was uh, Aether Revolt Volume 2. I haven't got a name for this one. I should name it something. Yeah. We could do it off air unless you've got something right The now. Elite Warhead. The Elite Warhead. Yeah, I think I like abstract ones. I, I like Slivering Telephone. Slivering, yeah, that's more like an episode title. Congratulations, you listened to the end of Slivering Telephones. I'll see you in a couple of weeks with the uh, Burgle Brothers. Burgle Bros? Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> didn't come back and uh, that. No, I definitely didn't come back. Did that in the spur. Mm-hmm. Still here. Just off the cuff. Over the slivering telephone. Slivering telephone. Yeah. Oh no, here comes the mage again. Good night.